Austin 316 says I just whipped your... Call yourself the gorilla, yet you hee-haw out here like a jackass. What? I said, shut up. You can kiss my ass. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. What? And that's the bottom line. Cause don't Welcome to the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. This week is episode 148, Battle of the Billionaires, and we are covering March through April of 2007. I'm Mike Prue, along with JV, as always, and we've been off for a while. We took a little vacation. I had a little staycation. JV actually had a fucking real vacation. I'm jealous as a motherfucker about it. <laughs> <laughs> but JV, how you doing? Feeling all nice and tanned up and yeah. comfortable. I'm all fucking tanned up, feeling like a million bucks. Got a ton of vitamin D. <laughs> now in the Caribbean. With the fucking beautiful ass Aruba. Drank, ate, smoked. Fucking Did all this played shit. golf. Did all that shit. And you had but, a fucking crew with you too. Yeah. I'm so jealous. Fucking because, monster crew. You know, me and amongst other people that are teachers, we don't get to fucking go with you guys because you guys go in May and we're off <laughs> next month. <laughs> so, like, we can't be like, ah, I'm going to take a week off in May. Damn it. One day, one day, I'll go to Aruba with you guys. One day. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll book it fucking like April. That's what the thing hoping. is, you can't go. You don't want, like, we went once in August for Dorigo's wedding. Which was yep. a great time, but it's a terrible time of year to go because it's fucking hot as balls. And like, oh, that's what sucks. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. And like the way like the water rises and the coral, like it's just a bad time. Like, cause the beach is in Aruba and like the fucking water, like it's sand right into sand. Like, you don't have to worry about coral, seaweed, nothing. It's awesome. Like most times of the year. But in like okay. July, August, it's brutally hot. And that's when they'll have, like, some seaweed, but a lot of, like, coral problems. Like, a lot of coral will wash to the, the shoreline. And you yep. have to go through that coral. But once you get through the coral, you're fine. In the, but it's just a pain in the well, ass. Still, who wants to walk yeah. through that shit to get onto the beach? Yeah. So get into the water. Again. The beach. But, like, the time we go is supposed to be, like, the best time. Like, April, May, um, the locals say, is, like, the best time to go. But it was great. It was fucking great to get away. Awesome, you know, man. Fucking, you know. I had to put two of my cats down before we're like fucking within yeah. like a month of each other. So it was a much needed yeah, vacation. Rough time and yeah, good time for you to fucking get a break from everything. But yeah, we almost took the whole fucking month of May off. We almost did. Yeah. Hey, hey, much needed break for the bottom line wrestling cast here. Yeah. You know, you know, we've been at it for years, three years strong. Right, three years. Oh, we are fucking four years. What three are we or on? four. You were on the IL for a little bit. Yeah, I'm fucking back. Back's fucked up. Man, I'm still feeling it. I, I only feel good right now because I'm fucking sitting down and I don't have to do anything. But, man, if I move my body, I'm fucking achy as a motherfucker. It sucks. Going to chiropractor on a bi-daily. <laughs> yeah. Getting old, I guess. Well, 
I'll get. But I'll remind be, us all where we leave off. Yeah. May, well, maybe on the well before we get to that, but maybe on the Extreme ECW live cast. If you listen to that, maybe I'll give you the inside story on how all this began, <laughs> how all this back pain began. Yeah, I won't share, I won't share it here. JV knows the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's more extreme for the extreme cast. So, hey, well, we last left off, JV. Thanks for prompting me with that. Episode one forty-seven, about um, eighteen days ago, whatever it was, was drinking and inducting. It was March through April two thousand six, and you know, that was just a few appearances. Stone Cold, we had Stone Cold having a beer challenge or beer bash. With uh, JBL, we had the induction of Bret the Hitman Hart, and we had a That's cool right. watch-along cool watch match, Bret Hart and Steve Austin in South Africa. You know, that's where we left off. And, you know, since we were gone for a little while, we uh, give you an exclusive episode of the Extreme ECW live cast in our latest Supercon special, which was the Hostile City Showdown from 1995. So that's one of our newest episodes. So if you enjoyed that, please go over to Booking the Territory in their Patreon $5 tier and subscribe to that and get the latest episodes continuing from Hostile City Showdown. But also, if you like that, you can go back even further to 93 and into 94, where JV and I have the Extreme ECW livecast now available for everybody to listen to those early episodes. So those drop every Friday. So you want more JV and Mike Pru? There's plenty of it. Plenty of content. Yes. It's crazy the amount of fucking content that we put out <laughs> and that's available. So awesome. And uh, oh, before I even continue, I want to give a shout out to, he's not a new listener, but he's been a listener and he finally reached out to us and I want to give him props. Uh, Ian, Ian, I think Gilligan. Oh, uh, it's the, you sent me the screenshot of that while, yeah. while I was on vacation. Yep. Yeah, he's he's the man, man. Good good fan. He's he's been loving the show. I just want to get his name right, so that's why I'm uh, like delaying here. But it's uh, yeah, Ian <laughs> Ian Milligan Senior, and he loves our shit, man. He he's enjoying it, and that's that's what we love. And he joined our Facebook group. So if you're on Facebook and you want to join our group, it's on Facebook. Bottom line wrestling cast. Or search it up and just. Join and we'll accept you. But yeah, I love I love when you guys reach out, and that's one of the latest to reach out. And you know, he's been messaging us. He he messaged me recently. He uh he brought something up about the Undertaker and some match, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't I don't know how to respond right away." <laughs> so I had to go back and check out what I fucking was talking about. <laughs> like because some of the shit he's listening to is years ago. Like fuck, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> But anyway, thanks, Ian. And he actually invited a lot of his family, I think. Because we got a wave of other Milligans and <laughs> other family members. So Sweet. he wants to be like, look at that. He's like, oh, we used to watch Stone Cold. These guys fucking do Stone Cold podcasts. Check them out. So awesome. So thanks, Ian, for being part of the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast family. All right. So we do have to point, point out that Twitter shit, right? Follow us on Bottom Line Cast at Twitter. You know, on Twitter at Bottom Line Cast. Follow me, Mike Pru, at MPRU83. And follow JV at John Van Damage. John Van Damage. All right. And also, if you have time and you're on Apple, give us a five star review. Give us a nice little write up. 
which you know provides proof that you listen to the show and that gets other people to want to check the show out too. So please help us out here. But we're ready to go, man. JV, it's 2007. 2007. It just keeps creeping closer and closer to where we are now. In 2007, that doesn't seem so retro to me anymore. It's, you know, the early episodes were like, we were kids. We were in high school. Yep. And now it's like, I was already fucking working. <laughs> like, yeah. I was already teaching at this point. Yeah, man. You you had already graduated. You're already working, too. Uh, I was gra- right? I was already working. I had my internship. But this is, I graduated 07. Yeah. So okay. I was like, so racking up, I was wrapping up my, um, my senior year, well, my last year of college. Yeah. Yeah. So we're right at that point where it's like, oh, fuck, man. This feels like yesterday, kind of. <laughs> but I did watch this WrestleMania. Yes, I did too, and that's what I wanted to ask you, because I'm pretty sure this isn't the one that we had, um, <laughs> you fell asleep at my house <laughs> when I was living with Dan. No, no, yeah. this was Not soon after, after this, that. though. Yeah, this is because um, this is, 07 was the year I went to Vegas, and I went with Rob and Torrin, oh, and oh, I was like connected with, um, reconnected with like Rob, kind of. Yeah, I yeah. Think I actually watched this with Rob in my apartment. But that is the. No, that was the different. That was a different. This oh, was, was my a... first time. That was the second time I went to Vegas. That oh, was like okay. Two thousand. Okay, you gotta 10? remember. All right, two thousand ten. You gotta tell that story when we get to it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, JV had an exclusive key card that got him in any room in a hotel, and there was some yeah. shenanigans. Some problems that came about because of it. Yeah, because I had the wrong key. That's a teaser. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have something to cover around that time, right? Yeah, 2010, I'm pretty sure there's something. Yeah. All right, so I was thinking it was around that time because I was living with Dan at that point on Lee's River, and this was one of the wrestle, one of the first WrestleManias that we watched at that house. WrestleMania all grown up. What a fucking shitty tagline for yeah, that. Yeah, was CM right Punk on this one? Yeah, he, I, I'm pretty sure he's in the uh, ladder match. Uh, no, the money, maybe this money, was the one. Money in the Bank. I thought he, it was the following. I'm pretty sure it was 08. He doesn't win the Money in the Bank, though. It's uh, Kennedy. I got fucked up and pissed the bed, right? <laughs> I didn't know you. Did you piss the bed? I thought yeah. I did. Well, maybe you did. Maybe you made that No, up. no, I didn't piss. <laughs> no, I didn't piss the bed. That's the story... I get that confused. One wasn't like his brother or someone like pissed in the lamp. Yes, Miggy. Yeah, Miggy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't piss. Yeah, no. but I was. Yeah, I got hammered though. Yeah, you were already sleeping in the bed. Uh, Dan's brother, he was upstairs and he was fucked up, and he thought he was in the bathroom, and he was pissing off the stairs basically. Yes, that's the story. Yeah, and he yeah. and he pissed into the uh, the old you know the. Uh, the stand-up lights. Lamp, what a, yeah, yep. The lamp light thing, yeah. Yeah, like the thing that was fucking popular back in 2005, 2006, you know? Those fucking cheap old lights that you get at fucking, uh... What's the name of that fucking place? Swedish. Ikea? Uh, Ikea. <laughs> Those fucking lamps. Well, Target lamps, I guess. But yeah, yeah, he pissed in that fucking little bowl. And Dan and I were down the stairs. We're still just watching wrestling. And we're like, is it raining outside? And they were like, because we were kind of like drinking too, obviously. 
you're like, well, raining doesn't make any sense because why would rain come through the second, like, the, <laughs> <laughs> come from the top to the second floor? It's like, oh shit. Then we looked. Fucking Miggy is pissing. He's pissing down the stairs and laughing. <laughs> and then we're like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he runs and locks himself in the room. Oh my God. Yeah. Crazy shit. <laughs> fuck. So anyway, yeah. That was going on at a WrestleMania to come. But let's get back to this WrestleMania, WrestleMania 23. And we're going to cover the Battle of the Billionaires. And I'm going to start coverage off with March 5th of 2007. It's season 15, episode 10, and it's live from Phoenix, Arizona. So I'll kick things off. You ready, JV? I'm ready. All right. So there are some things that led up to where we're at. And I want to cover everything because it's fucking months and months. And we don't have time for that. This is going to be long in, in the fucking first place. So let's get right into it. So on January 8th, Donald Trump. Donald Trump's all right, so we're here. We got Donald Trump. But it's not really Donald Trump, it's some fucking fake Trump. And he defeats a fake Rosie O'Donnell on Raw. So that's when Trump and Rosie O'Donnell had some beef going on and he called her fat and blah blah blah, you know, all that shit. And they had a fake match on Raw with like enhancement talents or whatever, and Trump beat Rosie O'Donnell. So then a few me- a few weeks later. Donald Trump actually does appear on Monday Night Raw, January 29th, and McMahon is having a fan appreciation night. I mean, he doesn't give a fuck about the fans. Like, that's his gimmick. He doesn't care about the fans. But he's having a fan appreciation night. But Donald Trump interrupts and shows up and dumps a bunch of money on the crowd to basically just shit on McMahon. Like, "Ah, I'm the guy everybody loves. I'm Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's a huge star at this point. Like, people know him, obviously, from, from the 80s. and But he's made a big resurgence in the, at this point here in 2007 as being a reality star. And let's face it, Donald Trump was one of the biggest reality stars ever. Yeah, The Apprentice, right? Was right, that the, name the, the Apprentice, show? yep. So he drops the money on the crowd, and that sets up the feud between Trump and Big Man. As we're building to WrestleMania, but of course, we're not going to have a match between Trump and McMahon. McMahon probably did want to have a match, but Trump was like, no, no, <laughs> we'll do something different. So, we get the Battle of the Billionaires. That's set up. That's the premise of it. It's McMahon versus Trump. Which never really made sense because I feel like, I knew at the time, I was like, I thought they were buddies. <laughs> like, I, like, I had watched WrestleMania 4, WrestleMania 5, yeah. WrestleMania 7. Donald Trump, Trump was there in the front row. Yeah. You know, he, right, he helped promote WrestleMania 4 and 5. They were held in the Trump Plaza. <laughs> so, he's one of Vince McMahon's boys. So, I never bought, like, they were mad at each other. But, WWE likes to hide history. And that's what they were kind of doing at this point. It was like, oh, no, no, no. None of that happened before. (laughs) To new viewers, they're none the wiser. They didn't know. So I get that. They might as well take advantage of the star power that Trump has to get him on WWE. Yep. So anyway, they set up this match, and it's going to be a proxy war, basically. 
So it's, you know, it's McMahon versus Trump, but in their stead, you're going to have two people acting as their proxy. So you're going to have Trump choose Bobby Lashley, and then McMahon's going to choose Umaga. Which, looking back at it today, it's like, oh, fucking Bobby Lashley is a fucking big star today. He broke through. He made it. Yeah, they were trying to build him up during this time. Right. He was, he was on the right. And they were trying to build both these guys up. Umaga, too. You know, and when you look back at Umaga, it's like, oh, my God, that guy was fucking badass. And he had great potential. He could have been a big star. And, but even at that point, he was just still, oh, let's build him up and make it, try to make him a big star. You know, he was just Jamal coming off fucking like two minute right. warning or whatever with yep. with your boy Rose. <laughs> Rose Reigns. So I remember at this point and I, this has gotta be the feeling for most people. I don't know if it is the same feeling for you, but I don't give a fuck about Bobby Lashley versus Umaga. Right? No, I cared about who's going to get their fucking haircut. Right, who's going to get their head shaved? Vince McMahon versus Trump. That's what everybody had to feel. But this just felt like, eh, Lashley Umaga. These guys don't fit. So, we'll get to, you know, what they do to try to improve this in minutes, but that's what I was thinking. Umaga, Lashley, whatever. If the loser gets their head shaved, was the stipulation? Here versus here. You know, going back to... Old school style matches. Get your head shaved. But I like this because Donald Trump's hair fucking sucks. So that's cool. Like, ah, fucking shave that shitty ass hair off. And McMahon, the joke had always been that he had a toupee. Yep. So it's like, ah, fucking shave his head. So that's cool. That's the fucking heat right there. That's the moneymaker. Hair versus hair with these two fuckheads. And their crazy ass hair. It, 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 It was so surprising to me that both the hair is actually real. I never, I'll never understand why Donald Trump has his hair styled that way when it's his real hair. Slick this fucking thing back. Because it's his thing. It's his brand. Right, it's his gimmick, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. But man. It probably, sucks. Probably looks, he probably looks so much cooler with his hair slicked back. Slick back. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, that's why his, maybe that's why Donald Jr. does it. <laughs> yeah. Now, fuck that, Dad. I'm slicking my hair back. I'm not doing that fucking little pompadour shit, whatever that fuck yeah, that is. I just realized you could just do this, right? <laughs> All right. So, anyway, on this show, earlier in the night, Vince McMahon said that he's going to recommend that Shane McMahon be the referee at WrestleMania. So, he says he would he'd be showing up tonight. He's going to show up later tonight to accept. So later we got Vince McMahon heading out to the ring. But stops. He stops himself right at the top of the stage. And he sees the barber chair. Tools all set up for the hair versus hair match. I hate when they do that. It's like, that match is not happening tonight. So why are you fucking displaying the bullshit? Yeah, you know? seriously. <laughs> we know it's happening. You don't have to put it there. By the way, tools are there. Vince checks himself. Out, he he gets a mirror, checks himself out. Oh, yeah, here's good, pal. Yeah. So Vince announces that Donald Trump will be on Raw next week to sign the contract for the Battle of the Billionaires. Trump, you get into my face, and I will do the same thing I did to Bobby Lashley last Friday night on SmackDown. I'm going to give you the patented Vince McMahon billionaire bitch slap. 
that becomes a fucking trending word yep. over the course of the month. The billionaire bitch slap. He uses it often. He uses it often. What's disappointing? It doesn't fucking happen at WrestleMania. <laughs> Spoiler. But what the fuck? So anyway, Vince wants to know who the board of directors have selected as a special guest referee at WrestleMania 23. So then we get I'm back better than ever. I have to do it. Even though Jamie hates it. <laughs> so you're listening to this too. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but it's been a while. It's been a while. We're back. We're back. Maybe not as better than ever. Okay. So anyway, Eric heads down to the ring and tells Mr. McMahon, relax, relax. I'm not the special guest referee. And the crowd's like, phew, thank God, man, because that would be fucking lame as shit. So anyway, he says, I'm just stopping by to say hello. You know, I I now live in Phoenix. Now live here in Phoenix, Arizona. That pops the crowd. Yeah, he lives here. Ah. So Eric said, We live here too. <laughs> we live here too. Oh, you too? Ah. Real smart. So Eric said everybody was going to enjoy watching Donald Trump shave Mr. McMahon's head at WrestleMania. So then Vince, again, wanted to know who the special guest ref is. Hey, you're not the special ref. Get the fuck out of here. Who is? So then we get car crash. We get Mick Foley. Dun, dun. I feel like every Which time... Which is an upgrade. Yeah, it is an upgrade. But how many times is Mick Foley's music going to hit? As like a surprise referee or the new commissioner, <laughs> like new another GM. hundred times, another <laughs> like, hundred times after this, <laughs> all the time. And we were even in, in attendance for one of them too recently. I mean, like maybe like six years ago, but still, it was like shit. They're still doing it, even like <laughs> 2016, Foley. whatever it was. <laughs> Foley is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, Foley's out there, but I like this because he comes out with his referee shirt, his, you know, his little painted striped referee shirt, and Vince uh, Vince starts to suck up because he thinks, well, maybe Mick Foley is the actual ref. Huh? Um, you look great. How's kids? How's kids? How's kids, Mick? <laughs> and Foley said, no, isn't it ironic that you're kissing my ass? For a change. Then Vince tries to reason with Mick Foley. And uh, Foley gave his whole, you know, Foley wants his job back. So McMahon gives him the job back. Mick Foley's playing him. He's playing him right here. He's, he's trying to get shit from him. Hey, you're kissing my ass. Let me get shit from you. So Vince McMahon says, Oh, you want your job back? You got your job back. Then he, oh, you want your book plug? You know, you know, book, the Hardcore Diaries? Yeah. Oh, it's on stands. Coming up this week. Buy his book. So McFoley then finally reveals, hey, I'm not the guest referee at WrestleMania, but thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> so McFoley says that he's a special ref coming up for a special rib-eating contest that's between the Suns mascot, the gorilla. I don't know the gorilla's name. Do you know the gorilla's name? Is there a fucking name for that guy? Uh, I, forget. I used to. I forget. Yeah, doesn't matter. Fucking gorilla. But... The gorilla is going to eat ribs versus Charles Barkley. So then you get the Suns gorilla come out, running around. And I guess it would be the Suns actual gorilla because they're in Phoenix. But if it wasn't the actual guy that is the gorilla mascot, 
I had one guess of who it would be. I was going to say, that's Steve Lombardi, the Brooklyn Brawler in that costume. <laughs> that's the guy they would choose. Like, if they couldn't have the real guy, hey, Steve, put on the fucking grill costume. You're going to run around the ring. <laughs> totally would be the guy they picked. So anyway, the grill comes out. That pisses off McMahon. McMahon once again demands who the special referee is. So then we get, here comes the money. Shane McMahon pops out, and he shows up. Vince is all excited. Yeah. And he starts dancing. Woo, woo, woo. He starts dancing to the music. And Shane tells him, hey, I'm not the referee either. Ah, and Vince is like, Psych. fuck. Damn it. <laughs> he says, we have major problems. This is Shane telling Vince, we have major problems. The board has decided five to four. We lost. Which I don't get because what was all the fucking other people? Like, right. if there was a vote, you mean five to four. That means it was one person against another person. So, why did fucking Mick show up? And why Why did you think it was fucking Eric Bischoff? Like, if you knew there was a vote, and who's it between? <laughs> so, anyway, Vince is all pissed. Demands, I want to know who the special guest referee is. Damn it! Tell me! And Shane whispers in Vince's ear. Vince looks disappointed. Oh, he gives that face. Glass shatters, and of course, here comes our man, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The crowd goes nuts. Austin heads down to the ring. He's got his arrive, raise hell, leave shirt on. Debut, I think it's the debut. Maybe it was a week before. Yeah, this is the debut of it. But this is a badass shirt. We we used that title, arrive, raise hell, leave, way before the shirt was <laughs> even a thing. <laughs> but fuck it, whatever. So Austin heads down to the ring, and Austin comes out, and he salutes the crowd from corner to corner. Vince and Shane, they stand in the middle of the ring. They're in a fucking big-time bummer. Austin stares down Vince. Vince extends his hand like a little chump, like, oh, I'll shake your hand. Everything's okay, right? And uh, Austin smiles, then laughs at Vince, and then calls for some beers. He doesn't even talk to him. He's like, fuck off. I'm here to drink some beers. Austin gives Vince a beer. There's a beer. Austin extends his hand, pulls it back. Psych! Oh, you're not getting one. See ya. Vince starts to leave the ring. Then Austin goes up to Vince. Vince is, like, awkwardly, like, trying to leave the ring. And this is weird. But he, he's, like, leaving the ring but not leaving the ring. It's like, when the, when the hell is this spot going to happen? Then Austin finally just takes two bears, smashes them together, and pours fucking beer all over Vince. Gets his whole suit fucking drenched. And JR is crazy on the mic. It's a sign of things to come at WrestleMania. All hyped. (laughs) And the show ends there. But now, the next appearance, and this is going to be a big hyped one, because on Raw, this Austin appearance was not hyped. But the next night, they're going to hype the hell out of Steve Austin appearing on a show that we haven't talked about yet, and JV's going to cover this. It's ECW on Sci-Fi. This is actually season two. I can't believe that that show lasted so long that I had season two and I think even season three. <laughs> JV's going to take us away with that. So, JV, what do you got on ECW Sci-Fi? Yeah, so we're on ECW on Sci-Fi, season two, episode 10. This is on March 6, 2007. Or in two... How come I can't say this? I say this all the time. Tucson, Tucson, Arizona, and this these shit these shit episodes were fucking live. These this one was. Recorded. This one was. 
I don't know about the other ones, but this one was live. I double-checked, and it was live. <laughs> no shit. Probably because it was Austin. Sure. They don't want it taped and get leaked and shit, you know? Yep, yep, good point. So we're going to kick off our coverage here, and this also kicks off this episode of ECW with Mr. McMahon and Bobby Lashley in a promo. Uh, this is about nine minutes long. Um, no audio here, but I'm just going to run through it for you. So Mr. McMahon's music hits and Taz and Joey Styles are shocked to see the chairman here. And I will say it's really awesome to hear Taz and Joey Styles um, awesome on team. WWE television. Uh you know, it's an ECW show, but it's still a WWE brand. So uh, Vince makes his way to the center of the ring to a crowd of boos, of course. And he recalls how the board announced Stone Cold Steve Austin as the special guest referee for the McMahon and Umaga versus Trump and Bobby Lashley matchup at WrestleMania. The crowd pops. You know, once he, you know, when he mentioned Stone Cold, the crowd obviously pops hard. The Vince lets the crowd know that Stone Cold is indeed here tonight. And he's looking forward to Stone Cold's comments later on. Vince goes on to recall last week when he gave Donald Trump a warning. And that the official contract signing for the hair versus hair match is this coming Monday night on Raw. And Vince says, just like last Monday, I'll tell Trump again tonight. If you get out of line, Donald Trump, I'm going to give you a billionaire bitch slap. (laughs) So Vince here actually fucks up his lines as he starts to talk. And the crowd lets him know it. But he actually does a really good job playing into it and asking the crowd if they think they have him rattled. And he goes, I don't think so. Tucson sucks. So nice crowd work by Vince there, I got to say. Because he clearly fucked up. It wasn't planned. Yeah. He's such a seasoned veteran and, you know, one of the best – Heels on television, dating back yeah, to something, you as a heel. Something uh, similar is going to happen later, like too. So Vince is fucking kind of rattled during this time. Yeah. I think he has the pressure of WrestleMania and Trump on his mind. I, so, think, I, think, he's, I think he's a little worried about Trump. Probably. Um, Vince asked Trump to ask Lashley how a billionaire bitch slap feels. And then we cut to the replay footage of Vince, Vince bitch smacking Lashley on SmackDown, which was well on Tuesday. SmackDowns, right at this time. No, the ECW's on Tuesday. I think it's Friday still. Previous Friday. Previous, yeah. So like yesterday. Yeah. Um. So we cut back from the video, and Vince says that if the since the crowd insists, we'll take another look at it, and he plays it again, which was hilarious. As a result of that smack, Vince showed up this afternoon and Bobby Lashley was in his office. And he expected to get into it with Lashley, but he could smell the fear in Bobby Lashley. Vince claims he could see the tears, actual tears in Lashley's eyes and says Lashley apologized Humbly apologized and shook Vince's hand. Vince says he did not accept Ashley's apology unless he does it in front of the public. And he wants it right now. And he calls out the ECW champion, Bobby Lashley. So Lashley's music hits and he makes his way to the ring. 
Vince has two mics now, and he makes sure the second mic works, and hands it to Lashley. Lashley says he wants to apologize to everyone worldwide, and especially Vince. And Mr. McMahon calls him out, calls Bobby Lashley out here for actually calling him Vince and not Mr. McMahon. Yeah, that was legit. I thought so, too. I thought it was legit. (laughs) And that, like, shook Bobby, too, like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, "Oh, man, I done fucked up. (laughs) So Lashley starts shaking Vince's hand, but he doesn't let go. He's kind of pulling Vince in, shaking it hard. So Vince starts to panic, and you can kind of tell that Lashley is starting to hurt his hand. So Lashley does indeed apologize, but he apologizes for not beating the hell out of Vince last week. And if Vince does that again, you know, billionaire bitch slaps him, Bobby Lashley will will break Mr. McMahon in half. I like that segment, man. I thought it was good. I mean, I, I know Lashley's kind of new here. The only thing I noticed is like, wow, Lashley really hasn't grown hasn't as changed. like a talker. Oh, I think he's a little better. I got to give him a little credit, I think. Maybe. But, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but what's crazy is he still fucking looks the same. Yeah, I mean, the guy's a, and he's a good wrestler. Like, the guy's, there's no doubt about that. Lashley. Yeah. Lashley is the total package, except he's just missing that little bit of personality on the mic. But yeah. they made it work when he had MVP recently. Oh, like, no, I that, that was run. great. I like the Lashley run. Then he beat Brock Lesnar. Yep. Um, that was all good. When he's a yeah. heel with MVP, that was best. He's just like one of those guys. He has all the talent in the world. He has the look. He can fucking wrestle. He's a legitimate tough bastard. But it's yep. like you still can't figure out what to do with him because he's still – there's just something – Missing in like his character, yeah, and they always want him to be babyface, and it's just no, man, no. doesn't work. <laughs> and when they give him heel, they give him like ridiculous heel gimmicks. Yeah, I don't know. So later on in the show, we're gonna get the uh, the highlight here, and it's gonna be a promo from Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's about seven minutes long, and we have the audio for you, of course. So give it a listen, and we'll be right back to cover it. Hey, it's, uh, it's good to be back home tonight in Tucson, Arizona. Now, I know some of you are thinking, you know, Stone Cold, you don't live in Tucson, Arizona. You live in Texas. But I kind of look at it like this. Wherever there's a WWE ring, and wherever there's one of these WWE cameras, then that night, that's where Stone Cold Steve Austin is home. And tonight... Stone Cold Steve Austin's home in Tucson, Arizona. And you know, the funny thing about Arizona, it's hot out here. Everybody knows it's real hot. But it's that dry heat. It's that damn dry heat. And I'll tell you one thing, that dry heat makes me real damn thirsty. Mr. Bartender, if you'd be so kind to toss Stone Cold a cold beer. Thank you so much. Now, under the task at hand, I came out here tonight. I told you I was thirsty. 
I came out here tonight to talk about the battle of the billionaires. Because what we got is a Trump versus McMahon. We got a Lashley versus Umaga. And real important to me is we got hair versus hair. You can understand that I should be an expert in these matters since I have no hair. And people are asking me everywhere I go, they say, Steve, Stone Cold, how are you gonna call this match? You know, Vince McMahon has made your life a living hell ever since you came to the WWE. And yes, that is true. But I'm gonna call this damn match right down the middle because that's the way it has to be. Right down the middle, there's no favorites. Trump, McMahon, Lashley, Umaga. I'm gonna call the match right down the middle. I'm saying that right here and I'm saying it right now and that's the way it's gonna be. And when I'm walking through airports, people are saying, well, you know, Steve, do you have a favorite in the match? What do you think? I mean, you got Lashley and Umaga, you got Trump versus McMahon, and you know, people ask me these questions, but I'm a little bit more concerned with uh, what you people think myself. How you doing, son? Good. How you doing? I'm good. My name's Stone Cold Steve Austin. What's your name, son? Carlos. Carlos, you want to see uh, Trump win or McMahon win? Oh, come on. Hands down, who else could win? Who do you want to get the headshake? <laughs> now you tell me. No, I'm asking you. All right, son, it was a tough question. You failed out. How you doing? Honey, what's your name? Jennifer. Jennifer, who do you want to see get their head shaved? McMahon. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. That's yeah, very interesting. How you doing, son? What's your name? Joe Critty. How you doing tonight? Uh, who do you want to see get their head shaved? Trump versus McMahon or McMahon? McMahon! And on that note, let me just go ahead and say while I'm coming around asking these opinions, whether it's Trump getting his head shaved or McMahon getting his head shaved, I don't give a rat's ass someone's going to get their head shaved. How you doing, son? Stand up here. How you doing tonight? What's your name? Dick. Dick? Dick. 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 How you doing, Dick? Phenomenal. Hi. What do you do for a living, Dick? I am a cashier at the Quick Bar. If there's one thing I can't stand, no, I'm kidding you. Dick, is it going to be a classic mat match or is it going to be a slobber knocker? It's going to be a slobber knocker. I tend to agree. When I look at this matchup, you got two physical specimens, and I hope that Bobby Lashley and Umaga realize what kind of opportunity this is because if there's anybody who knows about a big match at WrestleMania and a win or loss is Stone Cold Steve Austin, so yeah, you got hair on the line, but for on a personal level, Coming up the pro ranks, it's important to get a win or loss. So I say that to Lashley and Umaga. And let me say this, two big guys, but if they get in my face, wham, stunner, lights out, end of story. Now we got a sassy cameraman. You sassy me, son, are you in my way? You want me to knock this son bitch's lights out? I want to make one more announcement. I'm going to be at Monday Night Raw next. How you doing, son? What's your name? Manuel. Manuel, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. All right. Then. You seem excited. I am. Happy to be here tonight. I need some, I need some beers, yeah, that's good. All right, who do you want to see, Trump versus McMahon? Before I answer that, I want to know, who wants to see somebody get stunned at WrestleMania? Give me a hell yeah!
That's exactly what I thought. Let's move it back into the ring here. I'm gonna wind it up by saying, I'm gonna be in Washington, D.C. next Monday night. At Monday Night Raw, big contract signing between Trump and McMahon, and you say, Stone Cold, why are you gonna drive all the way to Washington, D.C. just to get a contract signed? Because it's just gonna be Trump and McMahon putting their name on a piece of paper. You got Lashley and Umaga there, but you think, well, what can go wrong? Well, I'll tell you what can go wrong. When you get a Trump and a McMahon in the ring at the same time, basically you got about $2 billion worth of assholes. So Stone Cold will be at Monday Night Raw next week at the contract sign, and I'll say this right now, I don't know what's gonna happen right now, between right now and April 1st, but I will say this, and I guarantee this, at WrestleMania, I can guarantee you there will be a bald-headed billionaire, and that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold said so. Well, there you have it, Joey. You heard it. Right from, right from Stone Cold. He said he's gonna call it right down the middle, Daddy. Right down the middle. So there it is. Bobby Lashley versus Umaga, the unstoppable athlete versus the uncontrollable savage. And as referee Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to play a huge role in a historic WrestleMania moment. Yeah, not only that, Joey, Stone Cold Steve Austin's gonna be in Washington, D.C. at Raw for the contract signing this Monday. And at WrestleMania, either Mr. McMahon or Donald Trump will be... All right, so Austin is out here, and he gets the usual massive response from the crowd. Austin tells the crowd, it's great to be back home in Tucson, Arizona. He says, though Austin is from, though I'm from Texas, wherever there is a WWE ring and cameras, that's where my home is. Awesome line. Austin says, it's hot in Arizona, and it's the dry heat that makes him real damn thirsty. Austin says, Mr. Bartender, would you be so kind to toss Stone Cold a cold beer? Couldn't you just do the Stone Cold voice right there? Come on. I could have. <laughs> I had to practice it before we record. I haven't done it in a while. Actually, we went golfing today and like, uh, you know how Lenny's the Bruins warrior? Yeah. Well, we golfed with the Bruins Hogan from the BWL. Yeah, yeah, BWL. The Bruins World yeah, Order. Yeah, yep. And it, yep. he's a really cool dude, but he's like a legit wrestling fan. So I told him I do a podcast of Stone Cold and stuff, but yep. – and he still watches. He went to Backlash. He watches AEW. Oh, sweet. And he's all tatted up. And he's got like, he's got this sick ass mural on his left. I wanted to take a picture, but I didn't want to be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, had this, <laughs> he has like a sleeve on his left arm. And the top of his sleeve right on the shoulder, it's fucking Undertaker. And then on the middle, like right above the elbow is Stone Cold, like murals, like fucking awesome looking tattoos, like portraits. And then at the bottom as his wrist is like the rock, but like the nation of domination style rock with the sideburns, the fucking dude. It's so sick. The people's champion. Yeah. He's Bruins Hogan on Instagram or something. I don't know if he has pictures of it there, but like he might, but the best tattoo as great as those portraits are right on the inside of his freaking bicep. It's a mural of stone, not a mural, but like a portrait, like a, you know, of stone cold and it's in color. And he's chugging two beers. Oh, Dude, yeah. it's so badass. It's so badass. But the, so like Lenny's put him, it's like, oh, you do a good Stone Cold. And there's someone I didn't want to do it. It's like, dude, I ain't done it right. I'm not going to sit here with these guys I just met and stop fucking talking like Stone Cold. <laughs> you 
You fucking underestimate yourself, man. Yeah. But, um... You didn't so do anyhow, it. No, I didn't do it. Maybe the fuck? Maybe like, off to my will. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So yeah, Austin catches um, catches the Miller lights from the bartender ringside, and he starts to talk again, but he stops and takes a nice swig and reminds the crowd, the crowd, I told you I was thirsty. So Austin is out here to talk about the battle of the billionaires, and most important to Stone Cold, it's hair versus hair. And since he has no hair, he's an expert, which is funny. So he calls out people that are questioning how he can call a fair match, considering he and Mr. McMahon's history. Austin says he's calling it right down the middle, and that's how it's going to be. Austin then goes on to recall how in airports, they're asking him, you know, fans and whatnot are asking him if he has a favorite in the match. And Austin says he's more concerned about what people think. Austin asks a fan, so now he's gonna, you know, he's gonna get the opinion from the crowd. I so love starts, this. <laughs> he starts asking people in the crowd because he's out by the ringside. He asks, he asks a fan, Carlos, in the crowd, who he wants to see win. Carlos says, hands down, but doesn't answer the question, and asks Austin to tell him, like, Fucking he doesn't dumbass. answer. He's like, who do you think's gonna win? Like, hands down. I'm like, this guy definitely couldn't have been a plant, or he fucked up if he was a plant. Like, no plants. He just fucking didn't know what he was yeah. saying. And Austin is just like, fuck this. He moves on to a different fan. It's a female. And he asks her, and she answers. She says she wants to see Vince McMahon get his head shaved. So Austin moves on to another fan, and that fan also says he wants to see Mr. McMahon's head get shaved. And Austin goes on to say, whether it's Trump or Vince getting his head shaved, I don't give a rat's ass. Someone is getting their head shaved. You know, basically, he has no fucking stake in the game. He's reassuring the crowd this. You don't give a fuck if Trump wins or, or McMahon wins. He just wants to see someone get their fucking head shaved. So Austin moves on to another fan, asks him his name, and he says his name's Rick. But Austin says Dick, and they go back and forth between the names he's just heard, which is a Rick, good, Rick, good Rick, old Dick. school comedy skit. So Dick... That's what I'm going to call him, too. Says he's a cashier at the Quick Mart. Austin starts, if there's one thing I hate. But, you know, he cuts it short. Um, and he asks Dick if this is going to be a classic match or a slobber knocker. And Dick says it's going to be a slobber knocker, to which Austin agrees. Since it'll be two physical specimens in the ring. Which is true. Umaga and Lashley are two, two very big human beings. Yeah. <laughs> So Austin goes on to say, though it's a hair versus hair match, it's important to get a W, a win, when coming up the ladder, which Umaga and Lashley both are trying to do here. Even though Lashley's an ECW champion, ECW champion isn't really like a legit world champion. And Umaga is the IC champion. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's probably more important than the ECW champion. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah. So Austin doesn't care. If either get out of it, if either of them get out of line, it's wham, stunner. It would have been nice if you said booyah there. <laughs> well, you could say booyah instead if you want. <laughs> yeah. Austin has one more announcement for the night. And he's going to be at Monday. And he announced that he's going to be at Monday Night Raw. Reminder, you know, that's where the contract signing is happening. Austin goes to another fan and asks the fan the same question. 
But before the fan answers, the fan def- defers to the crowd and asks the crowd, who wants to see someone get stunned at WrestleMania? Give me a hell yeah. And this the fucking crowd, guy got wild. Just, this guy's a fucking pro. So Austin will be at the contract signing, and he's driving all the way to Washington, D.C. to make sure he's there to witness this. So in case something goes wrong, there'll be $2 billion worth of assholes, and I'll be there. April 1st at WrestleMania, Austin guarantees there will be a bald-headed billionaire, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. So Austin goes on to do his usual beer celebration in the ring as the show goes off the air. It's probably the best ending any of these ECWs could have had during its like short tenure. Of the oh, show. it's probably the best episode of ECW. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so, and that's going to lead us now into Raw in Washington D.C. Mike's got the coverage, and we're going to get to the contract signing between Mister McMahon and Donald Trump. Mike, take it away. All right, it's March twelfth, two thousand seven. Season 15, episode 11, and yes, it's live from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and it is the contract signing. Very fitting that the contract signing for Donald Trump would be in Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah, no shit, huh? <laughs> so anyway, we get to the promo, and I'll cover this first part of it. It's a contract signing, Mr. McMahon and Donald Trump. But we had some things happen earlier in the night, so let me bring that up. Donald Trump and... Vince McMahon both arrived separately in their limos. So they're showing up in their limos. You know, they love to do that on Monday Night Raw. And oh, who's in the limo? Ah, Mr. McMahon. Who's in the limo? It's Donald Trump. So they both arrive in their limos. Vince tells Trump's driver to pass the message along to Donald Trump. Mine is bigger than yours. <laughs> so fucking doing dick jokes here. So Vince childish. <laughs> Vince loves it. Jokes. But anyway, uh, now on to the contract signing to wrap up Raw. So we get to the end of the show. It's at the one hour, 18 minute mark, and it will wrap things up at one hour, 29 minutes. So here we are. Vince McMahon struts to the ring, and he actually slips on the ring apron. Like, legit. He slips. He does his fucking strut. His, you know, no chance. That's what you got. Heads down to the ring, and because there's a big, like, mat covering the actual mat, you know, there's, like, a carpet covering it. So when he steps on the apron, he slips on that mat or carpet, whatever the fuck you want to call it. He slips, and he's pissed. He's, like, legit pissed off. And he looks at the crowd, and immediately, like JV had said earlier, he fucking he adjusts, and he plays it like a pro like he is. And he just starts selling the shit out of his almost slipping, like blaming it on the crowd. Like, you did this, you did this. <laughs> you know, and he's probably thinking, who the fuck made this like this? <laughs> who the fuck laid this down? I'm going to be fucking flipping on them later. But he, he's all pissed off. Fans laugh at him. He sells like a champ. Like I said, he says, yeah, yeah, so funny. You laugh at me. You won't be laughing at me at WrestleMania. You'll be laughing at Donald Trump. So fucking perfect right there, right? Fucking what a, what a salesman. Let, let, let me just turn this right back around to what I'm promoting. 
WrestleMania, Donald Trump. So Vince McMahon's in the ring after that point, and the fans are doing their thing. Whoa! Every time Vince McMahon says something, whoa! And Vince gets irritated, of course. He's already pissed off from the slip, but he's pissed off. He says, don't start with that what crap! Which is probably exactly what I would say. <laughs> don't start with I that would what too. crap. Like, cut the shit. The fuck? I'm trying to talk? Shut the fuck up. So Vince says that he invented WrestleMania. And he will not be embarrassed at WrestleMania. And the reason why he won't be embarrassed at WrestleMania is because he's got Umaga. So then he... That's his introduction to Umaga. And Umaga, who heads down to the ring with... Hey, underrated guy, man. I love this guy at the time. Armando Alejandro Estrada. I don't really remember this guy. This guy's the man. He's, I don't know much about his background or anything because I didn't bother to look into it, but I know at the time I was like, I was missing managers back at this time because there had been not many managers around. And I like the idea of like having a manager that had the same kind of style as the wrestler that he was managing. Like, ah, oh, cool. They're going back to that. You know, like Mr. Fuji with Yokozuna. Yeah. yeah or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like Armando Alejandro Estrada with Umaga. That makes sense. It's like fucking cool. I like it. it was, and I'm always hoping for a stable. Like, ah, oh, bring some other Samoans in. Or yeah. Other, like, oh. Maybe you manage uh, Kalido or something. Like, if he turns here, like, he is here, but whatever. I mean, you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, that, that's cool. So, I love that dude. So, continue on. Finn's questions. Where's the Donald? Where's the Donald? The Donald. <laughs> Vince says that Trump is, Trump is scared of Vince and Umaga. You know, Vince, Vince calls him out. Trump. Trump doesn't come out here. I mean, I'll be damned. Did he leave? I'll be damned. He did leave. Now, if he was here, I was going to give him a billionaire bitch slap. Sorry if you guys hate my Vince McMahon, but I ha- I just have to do it I that way. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> to be honest. Thanks. <laughs> so I've been doing it for fucking, fucking four years at this point. I would have told you but... it sucked, but... <laughs> So anyway, Donald Trump comes out. We get money, 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 money. You know the song. It's the fucking yeah. Apprentice song, which I think we'll play at the end. A little, at least a little bit of it. Because it's a fucking annoying because all it is is money, money. Hey, money, 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 money. Hey, money, money. Money. Yeah. No, it's not even the good one that you're thinking, I think. Money, 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 money. No, that's that's a different song. This one is the fucking Apprentice shit song. It sounds all right. So anyway, Donald Trump comes out with that music, and he's got his arms around Maria Canellas. Smoking Candace Michelle. Huh. Okay. Damn. Very nice. Yes, very nice. <laughs> hey, is this the time of Barat? When was when Barat came out? Uh, About 2009 or something like that. Very nice, though. Okay, so anyway, 
my first thought though was Trump has got his arms around the girls. I was like, hey, I'm gonna go, you know. It's Trump, man. Fuck, I gotta, I gotta hit the Trump jokes. So anyway, I was like thinking, did he grab them? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> grab by the pussy. Anyway. <laughs> so, that's what so, he said, right? That's what. Well, that's what he said in the fucking truck with fucking uh, Billy Bush, whatever his name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was just thinking. I was thinking of that joke. Like, ah, I gotta, I gotta throw that joke in there. Then I keep watching, and then fucking Jr. just arrives on the scene and says, <laughs> "I like the way he grabs him." <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, it's perfect." I like the way he grabs him. So years before that, all that shit. I like the way he grabs him. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Or maybe Donald Trump had a conversation with J.R. earlier where he said, I like to grab him by the pussy. Yeah, right. It's like <laughs> his line. <laughs> this is how I connect the dudes. I grab him by the pussy. <laughs> hey. Whatever. It's not a political show, obviously. We just... Nothing to do with that. That's just a funny fucking thing. So move on, we <laughs> move on from there, and uh, yeah. So anyway, the crowd's chanting, Donald, Donald, and didn't seem super impressed with him. Like the crowd wasn't loud when he came out. It's not like ah, Donald Trump. But once he was like settled in the ring, they start chanting Donald, Donald. I don't know if they're being fucking prompted to do that, but Vince tells him, "Shut up." So anyway, Vin, oh, Trump has a great line. First of all, Vince, your grapefruits are no match for my Trump Towers. Good joke. I thought it was. No, he's talking about the grapefruits. You know, the I don't big think balls. He wrote it, but it was good. No, he didn't. Definitely didn't write it. And then he says the Trump Towers. All right, so you're thinking dick immediately, right? Yeah. Dick, right? But then Jerry Lawler's fucking money on a spot here. He goes, he's got two of them? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I got two dicks. That's how good I am. I got two dicks. <laughs> so anyway, Trump brings up how Umaga is going to be, you know, he's going to scare Bobby. Oh, Bobby's going to be scared. Bobby's going to be, no, not Bobby's going to be scared, but Umaga's going to be scared by Bobby. And and this whole Trump-Bobby thing, it just makes me go crazy. It's hilarious. The way that Trump says Bobby. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Umaga's going to be scared by Bobby. Bobby Lashley, he barely even knows his name. He doesn't know who the fuck the guy yeah, is. Yeah, he, he's, like, he didn't practice. He's never met him. <laughs> he just knows his name is Bobby. He forgets Lashley, so he just calls him Bobby all the time. So then Trump introduces him. The ECW world champion, Bobby Lashley. My man. I wasn't doing my Trump impersonation there, but 
I'll get to it. And hey, don't don't be mad at me. <laughs> Lashley heads to the ring. You know, he's looking the same, like I said, as he always does. And uh Bobby heads into the ring and Trump is comforting his man. He says, They love you, Bobby. They love you, Bobby. They love you. And Lashley and Omaga then just stare at each other. And Trump gets back on the mic. We love Bobby. Don't we love Bobby? (laughs) Like, what the fuck is that? We love Bobby. Don't we love him? We love him. He's great. We love Bobby. (laughs) He's just great. (laughs) Hands down. So, Vince and Trump sit down finally to sign the contract. And Vince is like, come on. Let's see how good you are at this deal. So Vince signs for us. Vince tells him, this is the last contract you sign with hair on your head. Trump says that he doubts that. And once this was going on, once I was listening to this, I was like, fucking, I knew exactly what Trump was going to say. And it is exactly what he said. I doubt that. I doubt that very much. Doubt it. No. I doubt it. I doubt it very much. (laughs) Then the crowd starts chanting for Austin. And then Trump continues. I think Bobby is going to kick your guy's ass. Yeah, my Trump's not coming off good. I had a better Trump. I think my voice is fucking fucked up right now, but... I had a, I have a better yeah, Trump. Yeah, the Trump ain't as good as yeah, you think. Yeah, it's not working. <clears throat> yeah, because Trump is like too soft. I, I can't. My, I lost the softness. Once you go hard with McMahon, you can't bring it down. You're fucked. So anyway, the contract is signed. Vince says Trump can't get out of this deal this time, and it will be all clip, 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 Fucking McMahon's going nuts. Vince says that 95% of celebrities want him to win. Then Trump says, you know, many of the people here prefer me to win. Then Vince says, well, 95% of this crowd is idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fucking great. and probably right. And uh, Trump, and I love this, says, well, I think 95% of this crowd look like smart people. It's just like, and that's fucking, that's campaigning one-on-one right there. <laughs> He's getting his fucking base right there. Yeah, yeah practicing. <laughs> so Trump tells Vince, he'll see Vince at WrestleMania. It's going to be painful. And, <laughs> again, just because of, you know, the years we went through. President that we came to know when he said it's gonna be painful, I thought he was gonna say something else instead of at WrestleMania. I thought he was gonna say it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> but then, as he says, it's gonna be painful. We get the glass shattering. Here comes Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we got a little audio for you, so take a listen to that and we'll be right back. You don't think the Rattlesnake's got a favorite? 
Seems like we've got a difference of opinions out here. We've got somewhat of a disagreement. So let me come out here tonight and ask two questions to settle this deal. Ask two questions here in Washington, D.C. If you think a Vince McMahon's gonna win this match and shave Donald Trump's head, give me a hell yeah. If you think a Donald Trump's gonna win this match and shave Vince McMahon's head, give me a hell yeah. More than 95%. You know, Donald, I don't think you and me have been formally introduced yet. My name's Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you're standing in my ring. If you're standing in my ring, what I say goes. Do you understand that? You don't have to answer that because I hope you understand that. That's a good looking tie you got there. You doing okay? Look a little stiff. Glad to have you here. You know, lately, Donald, I've been seeing you on a little TV show, and all of the only thing you got to say is telling people you're fired. Let me tell you something. You're not going to tell Stone Cold Steve Austin he's fired because he don't work for you. He's never going to work for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think it's only fair that you give a man fair warning, so I'm going to break it down to you like this. Not only in this ring, don't get under my skin. Don't rub me the wrong way. Don't ruffle my feathers. Basically, long story short, I'm telling you not to piss me off. Because if you do piss me off, I'll whip your ass. Now look at me when I'm talking to you. Because I've done my research on you. I don't give a rat's ass if you're worth a billion dollars, two billion dollars, three billion dollars, four billion dollars, five billion dollars, six billion dollars, seven billion dollars, eight billion dollars. You piss me off, I'll open up an $8 billion can of whoop ass and serve it to you, and that's all I got to say about that. Oh, man. A big can of whoop Did I say something funny? I don't think uh, I said a damn thing funny. I'm over there carrying on a conversation with Donald Trump. And you're over there goosing and giggling with that stupid smile on your face. Do you have some kind of problem? Did I say something funny because I don't remember saying a damn thing funny? All you want to talk about is shaving everybody's head. Bald people this, bald people that. You got a problem with bald people. Why don't we explain that right now face to face? You got a problem with bald-headed people? Do I have your attention now? I'm going to break it down to you like this. You and me have been around a long, long time. And the last time I checked, 
Every single chance you got to make my life a living hell, you did. So it happens like this. Lashley and Umaga are going to fight at WrestleMania. There will be a winner and there will be a loser. That being said, someone's going to get a haircut. I'm not talking about a flat top. I'm not talking about a buzz cut. I'm not talking about a crew cut. No one's getting a little off the top and no one's getting their damn ears lowered. Someone's going to get their head shaved bald at WrestleMania. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Alright, so Austin heads to the ring. He's rocking some fucking white dad sneakers, man. See, did you see those suckers? Yeah, it's, they stood out like a sore thumb. <laughs> oh my god, he's got he's got his arrive raise hell fucking t-shirt. He's got his jeans on as normal. Then he's got some fucking white Nike sneakers on. Dude, that doesn't fit, man. That's not Austin. And he's going to be in the ring with fucking Trump, too. Trying to be a badass with Trump. With white sneakers on. Like, you just fucking cut the grass or something. <laughs> but anyway, he heads to the ring. He grabs the mic. Austin says, you know, there seems to be a disagreement going on. And he's talking about, you know, disagreement about the fans rooting for McMahon or Trump. So he says, you know, he's going to ask the crowd. He's going to do his little fucking poll. The hell yeah poll. So anyway, not many people give a hell yeah for Vince shaving Trump's head. We got many more people saying hell yeah for Trump shaving Vince's head. Of course. So Austin tells Trump, hey, we haven't been formally introduced yet. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you're standing in my ring. And if you're standing in my ring, what I say goes. You don't have to answer that because I hope you understand that. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Zero sense. Yeah. He should have been like, circles. Yeah, he should have been more badass. It was like he was stepping down as a pussy at that point. Oh, uh, no, you don't have to answer that. No. He should have been a little bit tougher, Austin. And meanwhile, the whole time, Trump is looking like the biggest badass there is. Not backing down. Like, Trump is like standing there like he's talking to the premier of North Korea. Like, fuck you, man. I'm fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Going and stupid, we're gonna bomb you. Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where Austin's like Austin trying to rile him, and he's got fucking no selling going on right there. So anyways, that's a good looking tie you got there. And I, I felt like Austin was rushing himself. I feel like Austin was nervous dealing with Trump because he ran through a lot of this quick. A lot of it didn't seemingly make sense, like for Austin. Because he goes from, oh, yeah, uh, uh, this is my ring. You don't understand what I say? Oh, it's okay. You don't understand. And nice looking tie you got. What? <laughs> that, are you doing okay? You look a little stiff. Trump should have been like, you look a little stiff. <laughs> are you fucked up? But Trump no-selled it. He's good. So Austin continues to say that. And I see you on TV. And all you do is tell people, you're fired. And Austin says, Trump's not going to. Say that to him because he doesn't work for Trump. Never will work for him. What I was hoping Austin would say is, you're not going to tell that to me because if you did work for me, I'll give you two, two birds right here. Take them off. Right? 
Like yeah. if, it, if if I worked for you, I'd give you the bird just like I gave yeah, Vince McMahon. Like he gave Vince the bird. Right. But he didn't. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? That was a missed opportunity. Like Donald Trump is like the real life Vince McMahon. That's the guy you want to fucking peg off if you if yeah, you work yeah. for him. That's you know the man. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, if I worked for you, I'd be fucking giving you the fingers too, so fuck you. He's like, yeah, you got a nice little tie, look stiff. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, Austin tells Trump, don't get under my skin. Don't rub me the wrong way. Long story short, I'm telling you not to piss me off. Because if you do piss me off, I'll whoop your ass. And Austin says he doesn't care how much Trump is worth. One billion, two billion, what? Three billion, what? Four billion, what? Or continue on. He says, if you piss me off, I'll open up an eight billion dollar can of whoop ass and serve it to you. And that's all I got to say about that. Trump's just the, still steady faced. Trump's probably thinking, oh, you, you are going to serve me the beer after all. <laughs> you are serving me. Okay. Yeah. So I still own your ass. The Trump remains cool. No dumb facial expressions. That's what I love. It's no like shocking faces like, oh, 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 you're saying that to me. Oh, oh. No. Trump just looks cool the whole fucking time. I like it. It's smart. Makes him look important. He knew what he was doing. And they knew how to keep him looking cool because Trump knew, like, I can never look like a total jackass on this. I can't be, like, getting, like, worried about Austin. No, they, they, they did a good job with this. So, anyway, Stone Cold notices that Vince McMahon is now smiling and laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not focusing on me. You're making fun of the other person. Austin then turns to him. Huh. Did I say something funny? Then Austin goes on to do his whole, like, fucking Joe Pesci Goodfellas thing. Why do you say funny? Huh? I do something to make you laugh? I was trying to make you laugh. What's going on? You know, the whole fucking thing. So Stone Cold says, he gets in his face, he gets in Vince's face. You got a problem with bald-headed people? <laughs> Which is perfect because we got Bobby Lashley in the ring here. So then Vince turns over and looks at Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley fucking puts on a mean face. Vince does his little Vince gulp. You know that move. Yep. So he's scared of shit. Austin grabs Vince's tie. So he rolls it up. Puts it in his hand. Got basically up to his chin. Do I have your attention now? Last time I checked, every time you had a chance to make my life live in hell, you did. So it happens like this. Bobby Lashley and Umaga fight at WrestleMania. There will be a winner. There will be a loser. Someone's getting a haircut. We're not talking about flat top. We're not talking about buzz cut. Crew cut. No one's going to get a little bit off the top. No one's getting their damn ears lowered. Which I fucking hated when I was a kid. That would be something my grandparents would say. Oh, you got your, hair, you got your ears lowered? the fuck are you talking about? It's <laughs> I get it, obviously, but I was like, fuck. Still, it's still not a good line. It all sucks. That line sucks. No, I got my fucking head raised. <laughs> if anything. So anyway, someone's going to get their head shaved bald at WrestleMania, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. so. Austin gets his beer. He doesn't have a beer bash. He just says, fucking... 
Send me three beers. I'm rolling out of the ring. I'm out of here. This segment continues on. This is a long-ass fucking segment to end Raw. It's like fucking 20 minutes, but fucking Donald Trump. So, of course, that has to be long. So, McMahon and Trump are now in the ring. Austin is fucking hit the haze, drinking beers. And we got the last five minutes of Raw. McMahon gets the last word. He says, I'm going to shave your head. And he walks out of the ring. Donald Trump picks up the microphone. He says, hey, Vince. Hey, Vince. I feel like I'm still doing Austin, but it's the best I can do. <laughs> so Donald Trump, though, is, it's funny because he's basically like a New Yorker. <laughs> that's his voice. That's yeah, what he, total that, New Yorker. That's what he's, he's doing. Like Mr. New that's York. it. Yeah. Hey, Vince. Hey, Vince. Donald Trump said, Vince, you know, you've been showing pictures of my bald head. You've been making pictures of that. So I'm going to show you some pictures of your bald head. Not so pretty, huh? That's what you're going to look like on April 1st. You're going to look just like that. You're going to look just like that on April 1st, Vince. Hey, Bobby. Bobby, you want to you wanna do a number on them, baby? <laughs> <laughs> they say you're the best. They say you're the best. I just, want, I just want them to suffer. I just want them to suffer, okay, man? It's like he's a fucking putting on a mob hit. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> do a number on them. So Donald Trump then challenged Vince, come on, come on in the ring. You want some? Come on, let's go. So Vince finally gets in the ring after some prompting by Donald Trump. Donald Trump then pushes Vince because Vince is in his face like, hey, come, all right, all right. He's poking him in the chest and Donald Trump finally says, fuck you. Pushes Vince, tosses Vince over the contract table. Vince rolls over that, flips over, and then actually... Hits his head on the bottom rope, so that, that didn't feel good. No fucking way, but that was good hype. That was a good fucking hype show for WrestleMania, and they're going to take a week off. So the next week on Raw, there's nothing with Trump and McMahon and Austin, but they're going to come back on March 26th in Chicago, and JV's going to cover for that. Cover, cover that for us. JV, take us away. All right, thanks, Brew. So that brings us to Raw on March 26, 2007. It's live in Chicago, Illinois, which is always a great spot for wrestling. And this show kicks off with a promo. And it's going to be between Coachman and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's a long one. It's about eight minutes. So give it a listen, and we'll be right back to cover it. Ladies and gentlemen, that the scheduled match tonight between Bobby Lashley and Mr. McMahon has been changed. Oh boy. It is now a no disqualification match. Whoa! Wow. And furthermore, any unauthorized outside interference will result in an automatic fine and suspension. Wow. Thank you all very much. Oh the ovation is deafening here for the Texas Rattlesnake. 
and the special referee in this Sunday's Battle of the Billionaires King. No cold, Steve Austin! And I think his shirt says it all, KR. Arrive, raise hell, and leave. That's the rattlesnake for you. Stone Cold is going to make sure that either Donald Trump or Mr. McMahon get their head shaved as bald as the rattlesnakes this coming Sunday at WrestleMania 23. God, the coach looks a little uneasy. <laughs> I don't blame him. Not the peaceful, easy feeling for Mr. McMahon's executive assistant. You know, I'm sorry to come out here and interrupt your little interview segment, but I came out here to tell you a little story about what happened to Stone Cold this week in Texas. I'm sitting down at the ranch drinking a couple of beers. I get a delivery truck backing up in my driveway. Delivery man starts unloading present after present after present. Hell, I got a brand new four-wheeler, new deer rifle, new pair of binoculars new hunting knife and every time I read the card that was attached to one of these presents it says from Donald Trump now I'm not a private investigator but it seems to me that maybe Donald Trump is trying to buy Stone Cold Steve Austin off well Steve so, it would be if I may be so bold that would be like Typical Trump, he thinks money can buy everything, but rest assured that Mr. McMahon has way too much respect for you as a person to do anything like so that. So anyway. <laughs> I tell the delivery man, I say, you know what? Take all these presents, load them in your truck, and take those things right back to New York City. Delivery man says, well... Mr. Austin, I can take them back. But if I'm going to take them back, they ain't going back to New York City. These presents came from Stanford, Connecticut. Uh-oh. So, after a little bit of Stone Cold's persuasion, turns out the presents came from the offices of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Does Vince think I'm stupid? He's trying to get Stone Cold to think that Trump is buying him off. Is that what's going on here? Sir, we don't... Nobody thinks that you're stupid. Listen. Listen. Now you shut up. I'm sick of listening to you talk. Because if he's trying to get Stone Cold Steve Austin to think that, then that's grounds for automatic disqualification. So if you think it's Stone Cold Steve Austin ought to go in the back, grab up a Vince McMahon by the scruff of his neck, drag him to this ring, and shave his head bald, give me a hell yeah. Steve, 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 wait. Wait. 
listen, it, listen, it, it was me. I, I sent you all those gifts. I, I've had a long week. I haven't been thinking straight. Heck, I was just doing Mr. McMahon what I thought he would want me to do. But man to man, I swear to you, Mr. McMahon had nothing to do with this. And all I can say right now is, I'm sorry. Let me make myself clear. At WrestleMania, Stone Cold Steve Austin in this ring is in charge. So what I say goes. If you get a Bobby Lashley in this corner and he's on Umaga and he won't break at the five count, don't think that I won't hook that some bitch by his eye and drag him right back in the middle of the ring. Now, I ain't going to pull a man's eye out. It's going to bother him a little bit, but I, I just want to make, make sure he gets my drift. Over here, if you've got Omaga on top of Lashley and he doesn't break at the five count, and I'm trying to get him off and he won't come off, now I'm going to club that son of a bitch in the back. I'm going to stop him. I'm going to stop him. I'm going to stop, 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 stop that son of a bitch. I'm going to pull him out by his hair and say, get off that man. Now, I ain't going to stomp him enough to kill him, but he is going to be bleeding a little bit because I'm sending that man a message that what I say goes. At WrestleMania, I'm the man. What I say goes. Don't mess with me in this ring. By the same token, don't mess with me outside the ring. Do I make myself clear? Absolutely. 100%. But Stone Cold, one, 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 one more thing. I've never really understood why Mr. McMahon and Donald Trump are so worked up over losing their hair. Because you and I both prove every single day that if you can pull it off, my friend, bald is beautiful. Side note, I forgot how great the opening theme was to Raw in 2007. Oh, it's it's awesome. Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Yeah. Well, I see it, the concert a couple times. I, I saw you know on that, and I was like, fuck. We hadn't had, for whatever reason, we hadn't had the um, the Raw music playing into our bottom line wrap-up. And that's because it wasn't in the notes. I know, because I, <laughs> for whatever reason... I didn't want to do it anymore. No, no, I, for whatever reason, I don't know, I must have, like, hit backspace and deleted it by accident <laughs> for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck? It's just talking taker. Where's, where's, the, where's the music? So, I was like, oh, all right, fuck. I put that in. So, we're going to get that Raw theme this week. Sweet. I, I, I put the link in there for you. Fantastic. Yeah. So, we'll be hearing that later in the show. So, Coachman is kicking off Raw tonight, and he's 
all decked out in a nice suit. Coach announces the match between Mr. McMahon and Bobby Lashley has been changed. And it's been changed to a no DQ match. And any outside interference would result in suspension and a fine. So Stone Cold Steve Austin's music hits and he makes his way to the rink to a deafening ovation. And he's wearing that pretty sick cutoff with the Terminator type skull on the back. You know, I want that shirt. I need to get it. I need to yeah, find that. That's one of the best ones. Yeah. Especially during his later run where there was a lot of junk. Oh, yep. So Austin's here with a story to tell about what happened this past weekend. Austin says he was home in Austin, Texas. And the delivery guy showed up unloading present after present. New four-wheeler, binoculars, a hunting knife, etc. All marked from Donald Trump. So Austin says it sure looks like Trump is trying to buy off Austin. So Coachman interrupts him and says, well, that's typical Trump. And that Vince isn't doing that because he has too much respect for Austin. And Austin cuts Coachman off before he can stop spewing any more bullshit. So Austin says he told the delivery man to take them back to New York City. But come to find out, the presents aren't from New York City, which is where Trump's from. New York City! But rather, the presents are from Stamford, Connecticut. Who lives in Stamford, Connecticut? Vince McMahon lives in Stamford, Connecticut. So Austin finds out that the presents actually came from the office of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And it's clear that Vince is trying to get Stone Cold to think that Trump is trying to buy him off. So Coachman's all rattled. He's trying to reassure Austin that nobody thinks that he's stupid. Austin says what Vince is doing is grounds for automatic disqualification. Austin then asked the crowd to give him a hell yeah if they think he should drag Vince from the back tonight and shave his head bald. Crowd's popping. Coach (laughs) is nervous. He's fucking rattled in the ring. Coach eventually admits that it was him, himself, Jonathan Coachman, that sent the gifts. And he was doing what he thought Vince would want him to do. And he swears... That Vince has nothing to do with it. All right. Ocean so, apologizes. So right here, it's not said, but I think it's implied. Coachman is just trying to be in the good graces of McMahon and is like immediately taking blame. Yeah, he's of to kiss ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. He's like, saying he didn't do like that. He didn't do it already. Yeah, and he's just being the fall guy. Yeah. What a kiss ass! Awesome. So Austin reassures Coachman. That he's going to call the match right down the middle. Because Austin's a fair guy. As we know. But he starts outlining a bunch of scenarios. As you just heard. Where Omaga and Ashley. Lashley could go overboard in the ring. Coachman now goes into full kiss ass mode. He says he never understood why Trump and Vince are afraid to lose their hair. Because you know. Both he and Austin. Coachman and Austin know that they can pull it off because bald is beautiful, <laughs> which was funny. Good, well played by Coachman here. So Austin, you know, acts amused very shortly by that Coachman statement, but then, booyah, stuns Coachman, and then he <laughs> celebrates with some cold ones. So good hey, shit there. 
No, yeah, awesome shit. Hey, but this is also the fucking meme or gif, whatever the fuck you want to call it, where Austin laughs and then goes like cold face. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is from that segment. No shit. That's from that segment where he's laughing at Coachman like ha ha ha, then serious face. The boom stunner. That's the classic one. I'll have to post that. I'll post that with this episode. That's a fucking oh, yeah. cool moment. All right, hey, dude, I'll be right back. My contact's fucking up. I'll okay. Right back. Yep. A few moments later. Ugh, holy fuck, that hurt. <clears throat> what hurt? My contact, like, dried up on my eye. Oh, shit. It happens, like, once in a great while. And it's fucking painful. You gotta, like, get it out. Oof. <sighs> All right, so that leads us into the next segment here. And we're going to have a parking lot scene. And it kind of picks off where we left off, and it's Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon. So shortly after Stone Cold celebrated in the ring, after Booyah stunning Coachman, he's exiting the parking lot. So he's in his truck, and he's exiting the parking lot, parking garage, and it appears like he's leaving the arena. So he starts ex- exiting up the ramp and comes head-to-head with the limousine. The limousine backs up and pulls alongside Austin. Vince pops out the sunroof and starts screaming. He's pissed like, who the fuck is this guy in the truck that has the nerve to, you know, play chicken with me to get fucking, you know, block me off on Vince McMahon in my my limousine. Mm -hmm. But then Vince instantly regrets it because he realizes it's Stone Cold Steve Austin in the truck. I'll take it from here, nurse. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, really. That that type of vibe right now. So Vince is shook, and he starts to apologize for his incompetent driver. Of course, Vince is not taking responsibility for his actions. He starts blaming it all on his limo driver. But Austin just kind of looks at him, doesn't say anything. Austin doesn't say anything this whole time. Just pegs off Vince McMahon and speeds up the ramp and leaves. He just drives away, which I thought was fun. That was perfect. Yes. Fuck you, Vince. Look how mad you are. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm out of here, dude. So now Vince is irate. He's pissed. He's pulling like a temper tantrum. He demands that his limo driver open the door. Because now he's like, he's climbed out of the sunroof and he's outside the car on the side of the, you know, the driver's side door. And he's demanding that the limo driver get out of the, get out, like get out. So he's taking too long and just so happens that the limo driver's window's down. So what does Vince McMahon do? He pulls the driver right out of his seat and through the window, throws him out into the concrete, and starts beating him down. Vince then looks strong here as he stands over his lifeless body and tells the limo driver, You're fired! And then he does his Vince McMahon strut away off camera, and this goes off the air. Which Lomo, is funny. Lomo Driver has a class action suit. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> you kicked my ass before you fired me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, it's technically you know, unprovoked. So good stuff there. I liked it. Oh, and that yeah, kind of, you know, and that wraps that up. That wraps up that Raw. You know, that's that's our go-home show, show yep. for Raw, believe it or not. That's kind of where it ends. Um, but again, you know, it's not... This is like one of those situations where it's a main event of WrestleMania, but it's not the main event no. of WrestleMania. And this could have been the main event for like what I said before. It's Umaga versus Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Ultimately. It's, it's not enough star power. Right. Yeah, um, you got Austin now as the referee. 
you got McMahon and Trump, but you can't put that on last. Yeah, we, we, we've seen them before use celebrities and stuff in main events, but this, this does, doesn't fit. I mean, no. Donald Trump is a massively popular at this time. Yeah. You know, WWE isn't as popular as they, they're still very popular, but you know, not what they were during the attitude era. Um, so they would have had to have had like, and even putting Stone Cold in a special guest referee was not enough to put this over the top as like the main event. No, but it's in, this- in the last third of the show. So, <laughs> yeah, and they're, and they're still trying to get John Cena over as a big yep. star. So. That's clear. You can tell he's 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 like the next guy. Yeah, he's like tag champion, I think, with like Shawn Michaels or something. Is he at this point? Or maybe he's know. not tag champion, but. Shawn Michaels is one of the tag champions, and I know him and on one of the episodes, him and Michaels are going like back and forth. Yeah, I did see that. But this is the this is the main you are seen as against JB JBL, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Because the year prior is when he won the US belt, I believe. 06. Right? Mm. Against uh, the big show. No. It was oh six or oh five. Yeah. I don't think it was early in 05. 05. Doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to lead us now into the WWE Hall of Fame of 2007. This is Davey's new segment, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> he does Hall of Fame segments now. These are cool, though. These are cool. I like these. I thought so. I mean, it's the day before, it's the Saturday before WrestleMania. As it usually was. I don't know how it worked this year. I think it was like a Friday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Hall of Fame 2007. Season 7, Episode 1 on the yeah. Peacock. Episode 1 of 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's weird that they even put an episode. Like, there's multiple episodes. So, um, this was about 10 minutes long. I'm going to cover it the best I can. It's always kind of hard to cover this because it's just Austin, like, talking. But, um so basically, Stone Cold's out here. He's on stage. He's dressed to the nines. He's got a nice suit on. He's got a nice fucking bright silver tie on. He's looking sharp. He's a sharp-dressed man up there. And as usual, he gets the great ovation and the Austin chant from the crowd. And uh, Stone Cold starts off his speech by just saying that he's honored. Honored to be on stage for this great 2007 class. And he's been thinking about what he wanted to say tonight. And he was originally going to write something down. He was going to like write a speech, write an induction speech. But he opted not to write anything down. And says he's just going to start talking about Jim Ross. Austin calls JR one of the greatest announcers of all time. And it kind of escalates for there, his greatness from here. He says in any business, he's one of the greatest announcers of all time. NBA, baseball, anything. He's the best of the best. And he says that with all due respect to all announcers, you know, ever. But he cements that statement by saying, by calling Jim Ross the best ever in this business. So he's calling Jim Ross the greatest announcer of all time in professional wrestling history. That's awesome. Which... From his perspective, I totally agree with it. And it's hard to argue that he's not. Because here's the thing. 2007, 
they were trying to push like even before us, they were, they've been trying to push JR out, which we'll get into. Yes. He gets into in his speech. Oh. And it's 2022, and JR is still doing it on AEW. Mm-hmm. People can knock him. I've done it. It's easy to hate. It's fun to joke because he's older, but he's still killing it. You know, like there's not many people that you could clearly, if any people that you could put on there that would do a better, better job than he would, than he's doing right now. So Austin then recalls his first introduction to Jim Ross. And I will say this speech is kind of odd. It's like maybe Austin should have wrote some things down because sometimes he's rambling and not making sense. Like just now when he says, you know, he's one of the greatest of all time. And then he cements it by saying he is the greatest of all time. It's like he could have, if he had written that a couple times or the first and second draft, he probably could have, you know. Yeah, cleaned that up. Would have cleaned it up. But, you know, it's Austin. He doesn't have to. Still great. Still great. So he's recalling now his first introduction to Jim Ross, which was on TV when he was, you know. Austin was watching TV. He was a big wrestling fan. He used to watch a lot of wrestling. And it was during Mid-South Power Pro Wrestling. Austin says, JR's voice grabbed me. Just how JR talked about the angles, you know, the technical aspects of wrestling. And how JR poured his heart into everything going on. Like JR was reading the mind of the wrestlers. So like he knew what was going to happen next. Stuff like that. He told a story. Yep. And he still does. Yep. Austin says this added so much to wrestling for him. And it's a God-given knack that JR has. So Austin goes on to give an example of that. And he tells a Missy Hyatt story. And he gets a big pop from the crowd. When Ooh, he I, get a, I get a big pop in my pants. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I agree. Sometimes, like, they'll, like, you know, my wrestling algorithm on, like, social media, they'll be, like, old shit. And, like, an old picture her will pop up. I'm like, damn, still holds up. Hey, I, I want to say this. I think you told me this before. Oh, no, actually, it was Marty's dad. Marty's dad loved Missy High. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no way, right? <laughs> but he used to always talk about Missy High. Oh, Missy High. Oh, yeah. So. She was, was way ahead of her time. Way yeah. ahead of her time. <sighs> she was hotty. So he's going to tell this Missy Hyatt story. And he mentions how Missy Hyatt was pretty hot back in the day. And she had heat on her, which she did. She was like a legit heel. And one of her heel tactics was using a loaded Gucci purse that had a brick in it. And, you know, Missy Hyatt used to like whack wrestlers and shit with the with the with their Gucci purse with the brick in it would lay them out. Good spot. Yeah. Boston says the way that JR described the use of this purse made it sound like this purse was the most devastating thing to hit pro wrestling. Austin goes on to crack a joke and says basically like the thing was so devastating because he goes hey it was like more devastating than like a bomb and all this other stuff. Like just really putting over Missy Hyde's Gucci purse. More so how JR would describe the use of it, put it over so, you know, so heavy. Austin says that, hey, maybe we should send these over to the U.S. forces in Iraq because that's how deadly they are, basically. <laughs> so there's Austin trying to beat JR, trying to put it over. Yeah. So then Austin should, starts should, to detail. Should have dropped Hyatt's bombs over Baghdad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking Ba-dum-bum>. Bombados. <laughs> Bombados. Miss Branko. Inside joke. Rocking tits. 
that South Park episode. <laughs> you want to see my daughter's rocking tits? <laughs> Kenny's all like, yeah. They fucking. You remember how they get to that? Yeah. They sniff cat piss like a cat. They scare a cat, so oh. they like spray and they sniff it. So yeah, South Park oh. is the fucking best. It's thing. fucking crazy. If hey, we we're still gonna do that South Park episode with what? That we've been teasing the wrestling episode. Oh, I'm down. I'm down. I'll do yeah. a watch along of that. I think I've yeah. said that. My memory sucks, dude. Yeah, we're gonna do it. It's like yeah. I don't know what show we said we're gonna do it for. Bottom line, wrestling cast or ECW. <laughs> bottom line, when we wrap this up. All right, we wrap up line. Austin's career. All right. So, Austin goes on to detail how he actually built his relationship with JR through JR's phenomenal storytelling, which he goes on to say, basically, JR's storytelling got a lot better when JR had Crown Royals in his system. Oh, yeah. He loves the Crown Royals. (laughs) I've been drinking Crown Royal lately. I need to get a bottle. Like shots. It's a good shot, like the the apple, the peach, the vanilla. Even the regular is good. I like them all. But they're flavored whiskey. Which one's your favorite one? Apple. Apple, yeah. I'd say apple. Okay. I like them all, though. But apple's my favorite. Mm. Like, if you had, like, Jim Beam apple and shit, this blows it out the water. Yeah. Yeah. So, Austin goes on to recall that when he first joined WWE, nothing was supposed to come of it. He was a mechanic. He was just there to do work, you know, go home. But when, when Steve Austin developed the Stone Cold gimmick... He recalls how he was trying his hardest to be the biggest heel of all time, but that the fans started to cheer for him. So basically that forced WWE's hand to do like a double turn. So he recalls the double turn of his match with Bret Hart. And he says that the way Jim Ross called that was a big part of the reason why that double turn worked. Which is absolutely fucking true. We've covered it. We've done a watch along on that. Oh. Jim Ross is so emotional. The way he's screaming. Like, th- if you don't have Jim Ross on that, it probably still works. But I don't think it's nearly as effective. No, no because, way. again, JR's a fucking great storyteller. Um, so Austin's, you know, then segues to another segment and says, basically, you know, when he was younger, um, when he... Younger wrestlers, when Austin was backstage, would ask Austin, you know, hey, how do I get ahead? So Austin would tell them, you know, hey, you should be speaking to Jim Ross and building that relationship with him. Because as you build that relationship with JR, he gets to know you. And as he gets to know you, you know, how you are. And as you are as a wrestler, JR is going to be able to talk better about you as the wrestler when he's on commentary. Right. And that in turn helps him put him over. Fucking great. I never thought of that. Yeah, that's fucking smart, man. So... Again, putting over how important not just what JR was on the announce table, but how important he was backstage, you know, just to the overall production of the show. It just, he's the voice. Hey, hey, how about in jobs in general? And you ha- how, do you, how do you get over in a job? Talk to your fucking boss. Yeah. You know? Talk, talk to, to them. People. You know? Help, help other people out. Talk to your boss. Then they'll recognize you. Boom. There it is. So Austin recalls JR's two bouts with Bell's palsy. I didn't know how to spell that. Well, yeah, you got it, man. Palsy. I think it's balls, B-A-L-S, right? It's not Ball- Bell's. Palsy. Bell's palsy. I got the palsy right. <laughs> yeah, you got it right, man. We know what you're talking about. What the fuck? You know? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, hey, it's all, we're talking about. Hey, we're yeah. talking about fucking Paul Bear. What, or Jim, Jim Ross. 
Why am I saying? <laughs> you said Paul Barra. I know. Why did I say Paul Barra? <laughs> I was thinking Paul's Barra. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck. That was an inappropriate joke. Yeah. <laughs> so Jay has two bouts with Paul's Paul, Bell's palsy and how he was resilient and kept coming back. So basically, you know, JR had that come up and, you know, WWE kind of quietly got rid of him or come to terms with him, whatever. But yeah. JR kept coming back. And oh, he you know, was backstage. He went yeah. backstage. In addition to you know those two bouts, Jr. also had a scare. He had a grapefruit-sized tumors that he had developed two years ago. Two years ago from today, so we're talking 2005. Mm. Austin mentions how he wasn't going to be there when Jr. had his surgery, and that really kind of like shook Austin. Because he remembers when JR was there for him when Austin had his huge neck surgery. So Austin made a point to call JR and let him know how much he appreciates JR for everything he did in the business for Austin, specifically when Austin left WWE. Austin says that the card he eventually received from JR, because as you recall, Austin was not on talking terms with anybody. He wasn't returning phone calls from anybody at WWE. Nothing. No, he was fucking hiding out in his house. Yep. That's it. But that card that he received from JR basically read that if he ever needed anything, JR would be there for him. And it was JR that then set up the conversation between Austin and Vince which allowed them to bury the hatchet, even though him and Vince almost came to blows, he mentions, yeah. and allowed Austin about this before. Yep, to have the back end of his career. And Jim Ross is why Austin was able to star in the movie The Condemned, which is true. Austin coming back opened up other avenues for him in entertainment. Yeah. Austin says he loves JR, and that JR is alive and well, and you can catch him Every Monday, including tomorrow, Sunday, at WrestleMania. And from there, Austin turns everyone in attendance, everyone watching on TV, he turns their attention to the Jim Ross Hall of Fame video package. So that was a good speech. I mean, for yeah. a fucking 10-minute speech, he kind of covers it all. He do- it doesn't sound like he's dragging. You know, he's not just like no. rambling. For someone that didn't write it down, it could have been structured a little better. But the content, the meat and the potatoes of his freaking introduction is money. Yeah, he was, Austin, going, he was going with his heart. Yeah, he yeah. nailed it. And you had, last episode, you covered his induction to Bret Hart. So mm-hmm. what's the major difference there? Huge difference, right? I think so, yeah. Right, he cares more about fucking JR than yeah. Bret Hart. Like, he spilled he his ca- heart. Yeah, he cares about Bret Hart, of course, but... Jim Ross is almost like a father figure to him. Yes. Yep. That's exactly right. Yep. And that leads us into the main event of tonight's oh. show. WrestleMania 23, live on April Fool's Day, 2007, <laughs> in Detroit, Michigan. Mike Prue, take it away. Wrap it up. All right. It's WrestleMania 23. All grown up. We're all grown up, and we're all grown up, and we're all grown up. <laughs> JV, I know you don't recognize that. It's a rap song. Oh, maybe it wasn't a rap song, but it's a reference to Vince Vaughn in Swingers. Where 
it was a scene where he said, I'm all grown up, and I'm all grown up, and I'm all grown up, and you're all grown up, whatever. Yeah, I think I was wrong. Uh, sorry, I came up with that. <laughs> I it, was, it sounds like a Kanye thing. Yeah, that's probably Kanye, too. <laughs> Kanye's, all his albums were about growing up. Ah, I'm in graduation. Oh, I went to college. Um, I will uh, say, I like <laughs> Kanye music. I, like I love Kanye up. music. Believe me. I like how he changes his sound. I like Kanye. I love Kanye. Yeah. No, great with me. I love all those early albums. Oh, He wants to be a personality. The thing is... When you want to be a personality, I guess you got to be a fucking idiot. Be a shithead to get noticed. True. Like, who likes people for being nice? Nobody. He's a fucking genius. Yeah. So, I don't blame him. Whatever. People making money, making money. Whatever. Haters going to hate. But yeah, take it away. <laughs> Santa Claus right. episode. About all the billionaires. We're talking about billionaires, bitches. <laughs> All right, Battle of the Billionaires. Here versus here. We got Bobby Lashley. Hey, Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Lashley. With Donald Trump versus Umaga. With Mr. McMahon. And our special referee is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we're going to get to the match highlights here. I'll give you a little background with some things that happened at this WrestleMania 23. And I like this WrestleMania. We're not going to break it down. I like this WrestleMania. It's a good WrestleMania. It's fun. It's good. It's a perfect one. Um, it's one of the best ones ever because I'm involved in it. <laughs> I was in the greatest WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> it was in Detroit, the shittiest city. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> I'll fix it. I'll be back in 2024. You're fine. <laughs> okay. All right. So we get earlier segments, and this is a great segment. I didn't want to, like, do all the fucking pre-segments or whatever and have audio clips for them all, but I do want to point things out that had to do with Trump and McMahon prior to this match. And earlier in this show, Donald Trump gets a visit from the Boogeyman. The Boogie, 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 Boogeyman. Boogeyman. So Donald Trump is, like, sitting backstage, and he's pissed off because, you know, Mr. McMahon hasn't afforded him any dinner, you know, no snacks, no food, no drinks, nothing. He's just sitting backstage in a room. He's got nothing other than a fucking smoking hot chick, Tara, whatever her name is, who's Miss USA. Donald Trump was part of running that before. But anyway, he has this Miss USA sitting with him, and he's fucking shitting on her. Downgrading her, like, oh yeah, I'm on my cell phone right now, and uh, I got this, uh, I got this tower or something, uh, yeah. And she has her tits hanging out, and he doesn't give a fuck about it. And then the boogeyman pops up. I'm the boogeyman. Blah, I'm the boogeyman. The boogeyman's fucking cool. I like the boogeyman. Me too. He was cool. He reminds me of like a new Papa Shango. I like that. <laughs> And I love in this segment that Trump just no-sells it. Like, who are you? Like, Trump is just, like, putting you off. Like, do you believe I'm here? I'm here at this wrestling show. And there's just these fucking stupid gimmicks. Fucking chumps here. Like, what am I doing here? 
Like, I got this creep running around telling me to be scared. I'm not scared. So Trump tells him, hey, I'm hungry. Go get me food. Go get me food. My first thought was, hey, Boogeyman should just come back and give him a fucking can of worms. Yeah, fuck him up. (laughs) Alright, that didn't happen. At least on the fucking video version that's now on Peacock. I somehow remember, like, Boogeyman came back with worms, but anyway. So anyway, Trump didn't care about that. Then we get another segment where Vince McMahon is getting ready for the night, and Stephanie shows up. And Stephanie shows up with, I believe it's her daughter, her first daughter, with Triple H in 2007. And Vince McMahon does, and it's funny, he, he's being a grandpa. He's doing baby voices. Oh, 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 you know, then he gets all pissed off. Oh, you want me to rip Donald Trump's head off? Ah! And he starts getting crazy, and Stephanie's like, stop, 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 stop. So he's all pissed off. I thought that was pretty funny. Then we get a WrestleMania all grown up. WrestleMania's all grown up, and they... They've been doing segments for all different wrestlers throughout the night. But now it's time for Stone Cold. So we get Stone Cold's all grown up segment. And <laughs> it's pretty funny. You know, it's Stone Cold like, yeah, when I first came in, uh, nobody trusted me, blah, blah, blah. And it shows him as a little kid. It shows some fucking little kid with a bald head with a vest on. Like Stone Cold's been wearing a vest since he was fucking six years old. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so he's like trying to grab the fucking tail of a rattlesnake. Ugh. So then he he like breaks through. It shows him fucking breaking through as a wrestler. And then it shows him as a little kid wearing a vest, like smashing two little milk cartons from fucking fourth grade lunch together. <laughs> oh yeah, I finally broke through. So fucking lame. That's why usually I would play the audio for like anything Stone Cold, but I said fuck that. And JV is probably happy that I said fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) So anyway, now the match begins. Barber's chair. This is fucking the most most ridiculous thing to happen in a big match at WrestleMania. A barber's chair set up. Red and white striped barber's pole. The chair. Fucking side tools. Comes strolling down the fucking WrestleMania ring. The entrance. The aisle. On its own. Nobody. Nobody else. No wrestlers. Just a fucking chair. And a pole. Did yeah, go ride a, a bicycle as a kid. <laughs> it's just sliding down, and it has its own entrance music too. It's like fucking ragtime music, like some bullshit like that, you know. So the fucking music's playing, and Jerry Lowe's like, "Wow, it even has its own entrance music! Holy shit!" Oh, so Vince McMahon then heads down to the rink. Um, he introduces the IC champion, Umaga, 
with Armando, Alejandro, Strada, which at this point, now this is starting to make some sense because it is announced by JR that the Wild Samoans were inducted to the Hall of Fame. It's like, ah, okay. There's the tie-in. You know, family. Which I have nothing against that. I love that family. Everybody that comes out of that family is fucking stars. You know, whatever reason. I guess they make them stars, but they're fucking good. And that's just the cool thing for wrestling. So from there, they head into the ring. We got a couple of signs. And I got to point these signs out. One sign that I loved was just a sign that said, Huss! 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 It was <laughs> H-U-S-S. And that Vader? No, no, it's the Berserker. Remember the Berserker from like 1992? Yeah. And he used to hold his... Hold it, it was like a rip-off, uh... Oh, Vader used to go, hoof. Yeah. Hoof. Vader, hoof, hoof, hoof. Yeah. Vader time. Well, Berserker was like a Viking. And he'd go, hus, 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 and hold his wrist. And I think they were making fun of Umaga being like a hus, hus type guy. So I thought that was funny. But then there was another sign that said, Battle of the Billion Hairs. And for whatever reason, of course, I got a kick out of it because I like lame dad jokes. And that was a lame dad joke. <laughs> Battle of the Billion Hairs. And from there, Donald Trump heads down to the ring with his music. Then he comes down with uh, Miss USA, Tara. Jerry Law's all worked up because he's, you know, you know him. Wants to fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh. Donald Trump is not even interested in her. They're not even hyping her up. I don't even think they know her name. And they had earlier shown in the crowd there was Miss Teen USA, um, Miss USA, Miss Universe, whatever, because that was all part of Donald Trump's fucking Miss Whatever's. And he was like, oh, my God, this, this is this girl. This is that girl. I was like, shit, Jerry Law, you got your shit ready to go. You know all these chicks. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So, anyway, Donald Trump made his entrance, and <laughs> money starts falling from the ceiling. I like it. That's a cool gimmick, right? Money's falling from the ceiling. It's Donald Trump. But I thought this reminded me. Especially because Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump just reminds me of the Joker in 1989. Jack Nicholson. No, if if there was a movie to be made about Donald Trump, and it could have been made back like in the 80s, Jack Nicholson would be the actor to be Donald Trump. As the president. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think he's the fucking perfect actor to be Donald Trump. So when I see money flying from the sky, Donald Trump comes down to the ring. I'm thinking Joker, 1989, during the bicentennial Gotham City Parade. Money! He reminds me more of what? What was, what was Christopher Walken's Max something in Batman? Max Shrek. Returns? Max Shrek. Yeah. He reminds me more of him. Well, yeah, maybe the character, 
It's yeah. more so that. But I think in the moment, though, just just not even like the character, just the singing a moment. Like, oh, money, money's what you want. Ah, here it is. Like, and he's just throwing it upon yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody. That's it. But yeah, Mac Shrek, that's a good call. So, so with that said, you know, we get Trump, he, he walks in the ring, and he's all excited, and he's doing what we'll come to see often, you know, people here in America, when Trump was president, he does this fist pump, like, during his rallies, you know, fist pump, but, you know, I also think of it as, like, a jerk-off motion, <laughs> he's jerking <laughs> off the crowd, <laughs> there you go, yeah, pumping you guys up. There you go. So anyway, Lashley makes his entrance. It, the fucking crowd is mild. They don't give a fuck about Lashley. They just want this match to happen. They just want to see who's getting the head shaved, like we said earlier, right? Yep. Oh, but whose head's getting shaved? And then, boom, glass shatters. Oh, fuck, yay, finally, something, somebody we care about. Stone Cold comes out, and he's got a referee shirt on, cut off sleeves. Crowd's interested. Austin comes in, salutes the crowd. Austin stands in the ring like a fucking dumbass. I mean, Trump stands in the ring like a dumbass. Like, dude, get out. Like, what are you doing? But he's just so brazen that he's like, ah, I gotta be in the ring. This is a big spot. This is Austin. This is like Hulk Hogan. Like, if Hulk Hogan was here, now he stood in the ring, then I'm a big star. So he's gotta be in the ring with Austin. Austin finally gives him a look, and then Trump leaves. <laughs> then you get the bell ringing. The match finally starts. And here we go. So I'm going to give us some coverage here of the match. So Lashley immediately attacks Umaga in the corner. Austin pulls him off because Umaga was in the ropes. So Austin is... Can't do that. Yep. Yeah. Austin's like, hey, I'm going to fucking be fair and honest here. Now, and keep in mind, you know, those entrances took 11 minutes. That's WrestleMania for you. So anyway, Estrada, the the manager, tries to interfere. So Lashley pulls him into the ring. And then Lashley gives him a big-ass power slam, which basically puts him out of commission for the rest of the match. Austin allowed for that to happen, of course. And Umaga then charges in. Lashley ducks, pulls down the rope, which is a great spot. And Umaga goes flying out of the ring and takes a damn painful-looking bump. And he just lands flat back. But shit, he dropped like seven feet onto his back. That was brutal. From there, Lashley then charges in. Umaga moves, and Lashley went crashing to the floor. So we get... Kind of like a repeat of that. So that looked just as rough as Umaga's fall. So Lashley takes the same kind of bump. And they and they replayed that on the show both times. When Umaga fell out, when Lashley fell out, and they played that both times. Big spots. That's what they were hitting on. Moments later, Umaga hits a big splash in the ring for a two count. And then Umaga tries to choke out Lashley. And then we have Donald Trump on ringside. Come on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby. Now, 
when I heard, come on, Bobby, come on, Bobby, this brings me back to something that's going to be fucking very obscure, but I'm going to bring it up because, hey, that's what I do. If I think of something, I'm going to fucking bring it up. <laughs> and, JV, you're not going to know it, but maybe one person will know this. <laughs> but I love Twilight Zone. And there's an episode of the Twilight Zone called Walking Distance. And in the episode- I'm out of this convo. <laughs> know nothing about the Twilight Zone. So anyway, in Walking Distance, there's this guy that goes he he goes back in time to his childhood. And he's a like an ad executive, whatever. He goes he ends up back in time in his childhood as an adult. And he sees his sees himself as a kid and he realizes that his mom is trying to get him as a kid out of the tree so he goes up to the tree because the kid's being a dickhead you know being an asshole and the mom's like come on come on Bobby come on Bobby get out of the tree (laughs) so the real adult Bobby goes up and says come on Bobby come on Bobby come on Bobby come on out come on and that's exactly how Trump sounded here. Come on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby. Come on up. You know, and for anybody that is Twilight Zone fans, that is one of the best episodes there is. Walking distance. Come on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby. So anyway, yeah. That that's just an aside. I had to bring it up. I couldn't let it go, JV. Sorry. Sorry for wasting time. But anyway, Austin does get physical. He's like, fuck you, come on, Bobby. Fuck that bullshit. Fuck Twilight Zone. I'm fucking up Umaga. So Austin grabs Umaga, pulls him by the back of his fucking hair, and he grabs that Samoan savage, as JR calls him, and he breaks that chokehold. He breaks the chokehold. Umaga then attacks Lashley moments later with the clothesline and then uses his fucking big ass. Drops him. Drops him right on the chest. He drops it. Boom! Chest cavity. Like Yokozuna. Like his cousin. Boom! Drops right on him. And then hits the Samoan drop. Umaga is so fucking good, man. How'd he go from being Jamal to Umaga? Fuck! <laughs> they realized how good of an athlete he was. <laughs> right. It's crazy. And, and The same could have been said probably for Rosie. He probably could have been a fucking beast like that, too. Uh, no, we're going to make him a superhero. Bullshit. He could have been a fucking Umaga, too. Imagine having, like, two Umagas like that. Man. And special. But anyway, Lashley ran to the ropes. Actually, no, sorry, I skipped the But Vince gets all excited. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's all happy that Umaga's, you know, kicking ass. So he's on the top rope. He's on the apron. Doing Ultimate Warrior style, shaking the rope. And Bobby Lash is like, fuck you. He hits the ropes and knocks Vince down. And he goes to the ground. And then Umaga, though, comes right back. It's Lashley with a neck breaker. And we get Trump encouraging Bobby. Shake it off, Bobby. Shake it off, Bobby. Come on. Shake it off, Bobby. Fucking voice sucks for Trump right now. Check it out, Bobby. You'd be perfect for this, but anyway. Umaga went <laughs> Umaga went to the top. Lashley threw him off. You know, so Umaga goes to the top rope. 
But then Lashley, you know, he runs up, does the old fucking spot where, oh, I'm going to throw you off the top. He throws him off the top rope. Lashley hits the clothesline with an inside, inside out flip bump. That's a great spot. Lashley hits the clothesline. Maga takes that inside out flip bump. JV, who do we know that does that inside out flip? His brother, Rikishi. Does he? Yeah, Rikishi's fucking known for doing that fucking clothesline where he just flips his whole fucking body. That's a great fucking spot. Umaga. Uh, I guess I forgot he does that. Yeah, man, that's a fucking great spot. Umaga doesn't. And at this point, I'd for- I didn't realize that Umaga was Rikishi's brother. Yeah, I knew they were all related in a way. Yeah, cousins maybe or something. So many, right? But no, this is his brother. His... Umaga is the younger brother of Rikishi. So the Usos are like Jay and Jimmy. Those are the nephews no of Umaga. Shit. So now at this point, both guys are down on the mat. So the referee counting them down. Austin is counting them down. But then he decides, fuck it. I'm not counting them down. I said no DQ, no count outs. And then we get Shane McMahon coming out, which was good because they, you know, they mentioned him a couple weeks back as being a potential referee. So it makes sense that he's here. So he runs down and he, he supports his dad. And Umaga's going to uppercut and start working on Lashley. Hits him with a bunch of chokes, chokes in the corner. And then Austin's like, bullshit, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. And he grabs his face. And Jim Ross is on the mic saying, well, he's got him by the eye. He's got him by the eye. And now that's when Shane McMahon jumps into the ring. He's trying to act as the referee. Austin scares the shit out of him. So Shane jumps off the apron. Then Austin turns around and, bam, we get Samoan Spike. Which is basically a fucking like a throat jab from Umaga to Austin. So Austin's down. It's a throat punch type. Yeah, throat right. punch. Yeah. So then Austin's out. He rolls to the floor. Shane went after Lashley with a fucking shit ton of what JV would call trash punches. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and they were. Shane's punches suck dick. Bottom line. Can I say that? Yeah, I said it. Bottom line. So I lastly grabbed him. Want, man. It's free country. <laughs> so anyway, lastly grabbed him, but Umaga made the save and hit his running butt splash in the corner. Right into Lashley. So boom! Umaga's running charge here. And then Shane, who's gotta do his thing, and it's WrestleMania. So Shane puts a trash can on Lashley's face, sets him up for the coast to coast. Shane hits the corner. He jumps, hits the drop kick, boom, connects with the coast to coast, smashes the trash can into Lashley's face. Then Shane goes over to the trash can, takes it off, takes off his jacket and reveals that he's now the referee. Bullshit. You can't just fucking do that. You can't just fucking name yourself the referee. <laughs> I'm the referee because I have a shirt on now. Yeah. Fucking board vote on it? 
Yeah. Yeah, the board. Right. The whole thing was, oh, the board. The board. Oh. <clears throat> so, right, Vince tells Umaga to go to the top rope. Go to the top rope. So, Umaga hits the top rope. Splash on Lashley. Shane counts the pin. But then Austin grabs Shane's feet. Pulls him out of the ring. Austin then takes Shane. Throws him into the steel steps. The crowd goes wild. Everyone's happy. Austin's back. Yeah. So when Austin gets into the ring, Umaga then tries to nail Austin again with another Samoan spike to the throat. And he connects with it. Vince is all happy. And then Trump. Oh. Can't deal with Vince being happy. So Vince gets attacked by Trump. Trump basically tackles him and lands the shittiest punches of all time. Those are the shittiest punches I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) So from there, take a look for yourself. They are the shittiest punches. I can assure you that. Worst punches ever. Anyway, Umaga went after Austin after that. It goes for another Samoan Spike. What the fuck are we doing here? How many times are we going to go? Samoan Spike. Can he do it like Samoan Drop on Austin or something? But anyway, Austin ducks it. Boom. Wham. Booyah. Stone Cold Stunner on Umaga. Lashley is back up. Lashley finally back up after feigning an injury for fucking like three minutes. Strong motherfucker. Oh, I'm hurt. Uh, now I'm up. Boom, Spear. Nails Umaga. Covers Umaga. Austin's there for the one, two, three. Pinfall victory. Bobby Lashley defeats Umaga. No titles on the line. Who gives a fuck about the ECW championship? Who gives a fuck about the IC championship in this match? It's all about hair versus hair. And now, Mr. McMahon's hair needs to be cut. So we move on now to the post-match segment. Trump is all jacked up. Trump is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Vince is about to cry. Austin throws Vince back into the ring because Vince is trying to get away. Shane runs in. Shane's trying to get more action here. And then Austin fucking goes right into action. Austin fucking hits a Luthez press. On Shane McMahon, he does the punches. He does the fucking double fingers, FU elbow, boom. So called stunner. Shane is sent to the floor. He's out of there. Meanwhile, Vince is trying to crawl away. He gets away. He thinks he gets away. He gets up the ramp. And then he starts waving. Bye bye. 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 I'm out of here. And then Lashley's like, fuck you. Lashley sprints up the aisle, grabs Vince McMahon, brings him back to the ring. Vince is back in the ring. Austin is standing behind him. I love this moment. Vince is just standing there. He doesn't realize initially that Austin is there. He's scared. (laughs) Old school. Yep, old school style. So Vince is scared. He reaches back. Finally touches something in that. And that's Austin's head. He's like, oh, fuck. So he's touching, touching Austin's bald head. Realizes it's a bald head. That's what he's about to have. And he knows it's Stone Cold. Once he knows it's Stone Cold, he pats the head. Basically saying, fuck. I know I'm fucked. (laughs) 
So Vince walks a few steps forward. He turns around, knowing and accepting his fate. I mean, what is this, Breaking Bad? This is fucking good writing right here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he knows he's about to accept his fate. He turns around. Phenomenal writing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucking got me, man. Good line. Wham! Stutter! I can't be here. You fucking stole my line. Fuck, that was a good line. Shit, fuck. Phenomenal. So anyway, <laughs> Vince gets stunned. Lashley puts Vince in the bobber's chair. They trap Vince in. Lashley and Trump, they take that clippers. They got those fucking things buzzing. Vince is like, ah, his face is all fucking crazy, selling it like a motherfucker. <laughs> Vince is yelling, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. God damn it. And the crowd's cheering. And at first, I was like, why the fuck are they doing this? These are some fucking... Predictable crowds, but they're singing na 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 na. At first, I'm thinking, what the fuck are they saying this for? Because na 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 na, where's he going? You know, but they're singing na 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 because his hair is gonna be his gone. Hair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 goodbye. Oh. <laughs> fucking bald. Now, Vince is awesome. We know Vince is awesome. We love Vince. You know. He's hilarious. He sells better than anybody. His facials are great here. He's screaming and bitching. His hair's being buzzed off. They're playing the bald-headed blues by some fucking random country, western, modern group. I don't even know. But anyway, it's playing. It's fitting for the time. And then they put the shaving cream on, which is an even plus, because everyone gets messy. (laughs) It's like, nah, we shaved your head, but no, this is going to be fucking shaved completely. So they keep going with it. They shave his head. Vince is out of his mind. Lashley puts a mirror in front of him. And hey, I can't stop with the Batman references. But you get you give that mirror to Vince McMahon. And it's like the Joker in Batman. Yep. Mirror! Mirror! He's asking. Well, Mr. Napier, I think the nerves went completely. Mirror! And then he stops laughing. <laughs> and then he breaks the mirror. You know, the whole thing. I love that scene. And that's what Vince is like, emulating here. Let me see it. Fuck. Ah, I'm going crazy. And Vince just goes nuts. Lashley puts the mirror in front of Vince's face. He falls out of his chair. This is a fuck up, though. Because Vince was supposed to just like fall out of his chair like he had in the past, right? Remember? He's like, oh, my God. Like, you know, when he's like, oh, oh, oh. oh. Then he flips over. Oh, the whole like joke where You know what I'm talking about? Well Vince like excited, then too excited, then falls out of his chair. That had to happen earlier. They were trying to replay that where Oh, he's so he's he's out of his mind about his hair, so he's gonna fall out of the bobber's chair. That was the point of it. But it didn't happen. He was trying to. You could see him pushing back. Then Austin had to take the bobber's chair and push it down so McMahon would fall out. So that was a fucking big-ass botch. Just like my fucking explanation of this was a botch. But anyway, Austin and Lashley and Trump go on to have a celebration with beer. Then, as we expected, Austin... Trump doesn't drink, though. 
No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He takes or a bear. Something like that, he claims. He claims that. Nah, he probably doesn't. He's old. At a certain point, you stop drinking sometimes. <laughs> Some people, I guess. So anyway, Austin gives Trump a beer, and you can see Trump like discard it in one of those segments. But anyway, it's supposed to be a beer bash. Austin gave Trump a beer to wrap things up, and Austin does this typical thing where, hey, boom, stunner. <laughs> you know, nothing's... Nothing crazy, nothing to really go with, other than, like, that stunner sucked. I mean, how bad was that stunner? Holy shit. It did a good job covering how shitty it was, because it wasn't a great view. If you go back and watch this, you, you mostly see Austin drop down, and you barely see the bump from, from Trump, but, man, it sucked. So, that's how WrestleMania ends. It was it was a hell of a ride. It was fun. It was a good promotional type show. Austin got some great involvement and helped, you know, push some people and get WrestleMania over. And this is one of the better WrestleManias of that time period, I think. WrestleMania 23. I think WrestleMania at that point was pretty good nonetheless. Yeah, I think they were trending upward for the next yeah. few years here. I think, you know, even if the years weren't that good, it was like, WrestleMania was like something that, I at least I remember saying, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to watch it. It was a bigger right. spectacle now. And I enjoyed it. Was. Right, because it was always like big arenas and yeah. big matches. So it was something worth tuning into. So I thought that was fun. I think it was successful. WrestleMania. And good spot for Austin. So I don't hate it. What's your final word, JV? What do you mean, like my rating? Now, final word on it. What do you think? Um, you like it or not? Rest yeah, I liked it. Absolutely. Yeah, like it. yeah. I didn't know what you were asking me. Was it a skull <laughs> rating or something? <laughs> no, I don't, no skull rating. Skull rating would be fucking crap. Right? If yeah, I had, or if a match, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm pissed that I even fucking covered the match so much. <laughs> it's like, shit, why did I watch it? Yeah. But, you know, what are we doing at this point? we got to cover some of this shit. But, yeah. Fun nonetheless. I'll, one of the things that I came out of this was like, fuck, I miss Umaga. That was fucking badass wrestler. He died, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah that sucks. Alright, so, with that said, I'm going to wrap things up here on episode 148. JV, I was happy to be with you again. It's been a while. I'm finally back on track here as we continue to wrap up the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Well, before we continue on with that, we're going to do our wrap-up and take a listen to our boy Alex Dorio and Talking Taker. As he continues his podcast, Talking Taker, here now into the later episodes, doing special episodes of the career of the Undertaker. So take a listen to that. We'll be right back for the bottom line wrap up. 
Bottom Line Cast listeners. This is Alex Dorio, one half of the Talking Taker podcast. And after nearly 200 episodes exploring every pay-per-view match of The Undertaker's career, along with my co-host Travis White, we just couldn't let the podcast rest in peace. So join us now on the first of every month as we dig even deeper into the legacy of the newest member of the WWE Hall of Fame. From unearthing some rare and unreleased hidden gems, to exploring Mark Calloway's career outside of the WWE, to revisiting some favorite matches with collaborations with our friends of the show, to movie reviews, to Ministry of Darkness fantasy drafts, you just never know what we might come out of the grave with next. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Watch the full video versions on YouTube. Follow us on social media at Talking Taker. And as always, take her easy. back now for the bottom line wrap up and upcoming next week and JV we hadn't really talked much about this but this was on our schedule and this was what's supposed to be coming up next it's a review of the condemned oh I gotta watch it we gotta watch the movie I haven't watched it I've never watched it I think I have maybe I have a long time ago but I don't know enough to like talk about it now. Yeah, I need yeah, to watch yeah. it. And hey, we haven't even talked about what the format we want. So we can do like inside our preview right here. Do we wanna watch the movie and talk about it? Or do we wanna watch it on our own and talk about it? How long's the movie? Probably like one thirty something. Oof. Um, we'll I'll have take... to di- we'll have to discuss about it off air. I think a watch along makes the most sense. I, I want to watch. I don't know. Yeah, if we're gonna watch along, I need to watch it first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, you know what I mean? Because I want to at least know what the fuck's happening. Oh no, I'll just go and fucking. I'll I will see. see. I'm protected. And, f- and first of all, we got to figure out if we can have access to watching this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's free somewhere. It's, it's somewhere, for sure. All the fucking apps we have. It's going to be on YouTube for free. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but there'll be some coverage of The Condemned next time. And that will be fun, I think. I've been waiting to do a movie. Like, like I said, with South Park. Can't wait to do that. So this could be our first taste into covering something non-wrestling, like a movie or a TV show. True. It'll be fun. Yeah, I, I, 
Oh, we'll see. It'll be... We'll get to it. It'll be available next week on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. The Condemned in some form or another. And with that said, let's go into our podcast plugs. Check out Talking Taker, our friends Alex Dario and Travis White. They're available on Twitter at Talking Taker. And every month they are now dropping monthly episodes, special episodes of The Undertaker, since they have now covered the entire career of The Undertaker, pay-per-view by pay-per-view. And their May episode is the Top 10 Undertaker Entrances. Hell of an episode, so check it out. Also check out Book of the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where every Thursday they're dropping episodes covering NWA World Championship Wrestling. And this week, special episode. And this is very special because they usually don't do pay-per-views on their free feed, but they always do Starcade. And they are now at Starcade 1990. So this week is Starcade 90 Part 1. So they're going to do half the show this week. And then next week, they'll do part two of Starcade 1990. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Marauder and Michael Quinn, as they are now starting a new season, season 28, as they go on to episode 271. Again, like I said, it's a new season. In their opening segment, it's going to be a debate segment. It's going to be versus. So it's going to be Joe versus Quinn, one topic to start things off, and then in their second segment, they're going to do a watch-along of the 1984 canon. They've been doing this for years, but now it's brought on to the main show. This was all, this was on their Patreon, but now, since they're in late 1984, they've brought it to their main show. And they're in November of 1984 as they build to WrestleMania 1 on the weekly programs. So fun shit happening at our vantage point. You can also check out JV and I on the Extreme ECW Livecast. And you can get our ECW Livecast on the $5 tier at Booking the Territory on their Patreon. In our latest episode that we're going to be doing within this week. It's episode 54, ECW Hardcore TV, episode 118 and 119 from July 25th and August 1st, 1995. Also remember, we now have a free feed available where we're releasing our earlier episodes. We are currently in February of 1994. Okay, we just released the night the line was crossed. And the latest episode after that will be February of 1994. So check that out on the Extreme ECW Livecast. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks, guys, for dealing with us during our break. JV had a great vacation. I had a fucking shitty ass. No vacation. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks for dealing with it. Hope you guys... Enjoy what we have here. It was a fun episode. Donald Trump in the Battle of the Billionaires. We'll be back next week with the condemned. JV, any final words? All right, guys. We'll see you next week. So long. And that's the bottom line. And as far as I'm concerned, this is over with. So get the hell out of here. Money. Money, 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 money.